The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. How are we doing? All right, Maxi, you good? Yeah, how, how's your week been? Wonderful, mate. Seeing Morris. Good. How you essentially cut off the pre-recording conversation just because we had a show to do. Very yeah. rude of you. Selfish people tuning in on a Monday night to come and see us live because I was telling a story, Max, weren't I? You know, I noticed we had 16 seconds left. You were. So you just said, stop, you just ended the story. Anyway, you're still alive. So I am. I am. I am. Yeah, basically, I, that's my, my cough got really, really bad. And uh, yeah, painkillers knocked me out. I fired off work. But now I can breathe, all right? And I'm still coughing a little bit, but it's loads better, mate. Loads better. So, so win win. Yeah, the way to go, apparently, with a bad cough is fuck ton of strong drugs. <laughs> I mean, I've tried that for many a year, and it hasn't worked for me. Yeah, but they're talking like cocodamol and stuff, not meth. You know? <laughs> fentanyl now sir fentanyl fentanyl okay fair enough fair enough uh Maxie is a warm one again in gloucester oh i, I hate this weather it's not, not even like i don't particularly summer. hate the sun it's been in this room recording in this weather it's horrific <laughs> i don't hate the sun <laughs> okay no I mean, it's it's not even like proper summertime yet but it's still i'm sweating sat here now you look, look. yeah we're getting an african heat wave soon i believe so this will be the start of it is that right an african heat wave oh that's what it is the winds from africa are being blown that's over here it? yeah. <laughs> it? no, no i'm thinking of something else i'm thinking of to- what's that toto song about africa oh it's just called africa it's called africa yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you're complaining like- and they're singing about the rain never coming down in Africa. So mm. stop being selfish. All right. I just said it's warm. You're the one who went, I fucking hate the sun. I, no, I said I don't hate the sun. And there we go, straight away. Yeah. Usually it's me, but Sai has to be first. It's the time of night as well, mind, isn't it? It's like the hay fever thing, all the pollen's coming back down. And before I go live, I take the dog out and get, you know kick a board around for him. And now I'm thinking about it, it's probably not a good idea. I'm going outside when all the pollen's coming back down. It's going to affect my hay fever, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose it's better than taking the ball out and kicking the dog around. So there is that. This is true. This is true. Yeah. He's very possessive over his wrecked flat football as well, my dog. As he's getting older, he's a bit, he's a, he's a wimp. I love him, but he's a wimp. And there was one occasion where the ginger cat decided he liked the look of his football. Ginger so cat now, Yeah. So now the dog is so possessive over this ball, mate. Lemon. Oh, he's a fucking nightmare, mate. He's an absolute nightmare. Well, we had I the suppose, it's better than your ne- suppose it's better than your neighbour cat that keeps coming in and expecting... Food and, and yeah, to get in bed with you, things like yeah. that, which is weird. Yeah, this is true. When we had the ambulance people out on a Thursday night, 
you know, the other cats were like, oh shit, strangers and ran away. And the dog sort of had a little sniff and went back to his bed. Lemmy was like, what's all this equipment then? And he was in their <laughs> wires and their cables. Yeah. I have and... a go. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, well, there we go. Apparently, according to a couple of people on Twitter and in the chat, it's Barry Horowitz Appreciation Night, Magsy. It has so been named, apparently. So, yes. Pat on the back for ourselves. But a lot of the CWF tried to, tried to sabotage Barry Horowitz Appreciation Night. It was a very close vote at the end of it. It was, so man. You, was you know who you are. You know who you are. It went down to the wire, didn't it? it but did. yes, two matches to look at. Another huge non-wrestling topic with numerous, numerous, numerous responses that I'm sure are going to create some debate here on the show and in the chat as well. Uh, so I suppose we better get on with the program, Mr. Mags. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, number 122. And I think live, this is like 90 now, Mags, isn't it? Episode 90, yeah. Should we do something special when we get to like 100 live episodes or just not fucking bother? <laughs> well, we'll probably plan something then just not carry it out. Yeah. Because, because these douchebags in the chat ruin everything. <laughs> Yeah, fair point. I am Sai, and with me as always is the Horowitz. To my sweaty bits, like I said, it's warm up here today, Magsy. It's warm up here today. Oh, thinking of your sweaty bits. Oh, dear me. The skip to my nip slip. Ooh, 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 ooh. Shall, shall we? Shall, no, I'm not getting it. I'm not going, don't worry. <laughs> A podcaster who is more prima donna than body donna, I would imagine. The Podfather himself, Lord Mags. Any more eggs, my friend? Ah, now you mentioned that, I've actually added something that you didn't even know about. Chicken News with Mags, only on Chain Wrestling. There we go. I mentioned my chickens so much, I think that they deserve their own segment. Mm. So um, segment. all the chickens are laying daily now, which is uh, brilliant. They're for for the age that they're at. Uh, you should be expecting one egg every two days, but yeah, we're getting four eggs a day, more eggs than we can actually eat. Um, and we've uh, Carlos and uh, Mars built a new roost for the chickens. So basically, that's where they sleep at night. They like to sleep off the ground because of predators. So we built. It's kind of like a stepladder but a wide one going up the side of the, the chicken coop. And yeah. we, we've we got enough space. We've counted for about 16 chickens now. So 16? Yeah. I mean, we are getting another four at the end of the month. 
but potentially we could fit 16. So, yeah. Anyway, that's this week's... Chicken News with Max, only on Chain Wrestling. Why? 16. That's a lot of chickens, mate. I'm not saying we can get and we're getting 16, but, but you will, the potential you? is there. I probably will. But- that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, there we go. Magzi, before we dive into this week's non-wrestling topic and the much-awaited Barry Horowitz Appreciation Night, where we look at not one, but two matches from Barry Horowitz. Yeah. Shall uh, another week. We shall, but it's another week where there is so much from the CWF that we've had to bump another segment twice, mm. in, a, twice in a row. So... This We're not true. giving you that option next week. Next week, it will be one match or one match only so we can get back to your regular scheduled programming. Anyway, and I'm also, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and slag off Barry Horowitz because I mean, we'll get to our ratings right at the end of the show. And, it, you know, it's not as bad as what we saw last week. I would like to watch some really good wrestling next week. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the vote goes. Okay. Okay. Anyway, first in the chat, uh, the first lady of chain wrestling, Sharon. It's Monday night. You know what that means. And then straight away, the 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 Barry Horowitz super fan himself, the person who inspired this very episode. There we King's go. Bladders, um, evening lads, and then the person who tried to sabotage Barry Horowitz's appreciation that Scottish Danny tried to stab up. Barry Horowitz. Ridiculous. <laughs> and imagine um, how upset he would be when we finally, in sometime in the months in the future, do a Funaki special and somebody tries to sabotage that. Danny would be very upset, wouldn't he? Well, it goes around, comes around. Let's let's just hope for Danny's sake we don't do a Funaki special. Okay. <laughs> Sharon says, um, your painkillers weren't really that strong, you're just a lightweight. Mm. I don't. I don't take tablets for anything. I don't take paracetamol or anything like that. So when I take something that's you know seen as maybe being semi-strong, it knocks me for six. I slept for like twelve mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, I, I can take paracetamol all the time, and it dulls the pain. But two cocodamol will put me to sleep. Yeah, yeah, they are powerful. Um, Scottish Danny rubbing it in people's faces by saying it's Barry Horowitz appreciating that. He's like a. He's like. Boris Johnson, he voted for Remain, but then when he saw that Brexit was was winning, he switched sides. Danny, go. you have no loyalty, Danny. No loyalty whatsoever. Politically minded. Exactly. Connor, uh, in the chat, hello, sir. How are you? Um, Barry, appreciate oh, we've started something here. Barry, appreciation that. No thanks to Danny. <laughs> <laughs> We should tell Danny's not allowed to watch any more Barry Horowitz matches from this. <laughs> Sharon, by ambulance people, he obviously means the paramedics. Yeah, that is true. I didn't even right. clock that. <laughs> I didn't even clock that. I'm disappointed that I didn't pull you up on that. Yeah, the, the ambulance, ambulance people. people. That's mm-hmm. a T-shirt. The ambulance <laughs> people. Um, Scottish Danny admitting his, his subterfuge, saying he voted for HBK versus Hart. Um, just... Rude. <laughs> Pig's Bladder says it as best as he could. Rude. Scottish Daddy says, another great Carly special for episode 100. We've gone through all of the best great Carly matches there were, and they were all terrible. They got an average of what? Two? One. One. Two, one. Yeah. Um, 
King Big Brother says, no, it's got to be a Sean Spears night for episode 100. Surely that should have been episode 10. Yeah, it, that, I don't know if anyone in the chat actually listens. Obviously, we, we do kind no. of split our audience, don't we? We have the people who watch live, and then we have the audio version later in the week that people listen to. So there's one or two people who listen to both, which I hugely appreciate. But if we ever give anything <laughs> a 10... Oh, they love us. If we ever, <laughs> if we ever give anything a 10 when our, with our ratings, that's the music I play whenever we give it. And there are times when I've not done that for so long, I think to myself, should I just give this match a 10 just so I can play the music on the audio version? I never do, but it does cross my mind. Wow. So you would break the rules just to fulfill your own needs. I mean, you can play it all the time to yourself. It's not the same, though, is it? It's not well, the same. No, you're out. Again, <laughs> quite a bit of love for uh, Chicken News straight away, King's Big Banner and Scottish Danny, both loving Chicken News. It's mental. What is that? It's a little chicken, that's isn't it? it? That's a chicken. Uh, from back here, it looks like Father Christmas. Okay. It does. Yeah. It looks like a little red hat and a white beard. You need your glasses on. So. I haven't got any glasses. Well, that's probably the problem, actually, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, Scott Stelly says, we need a Fanaki special. Well, <laughs> right, and behave and stop trying to sabotage other people's special days, like you did with Cam, and like you did with King King's <laughs> Um, by the rules and you'll get your turn. You're a little troublemaker. Well, Cam in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? Um, and look at that. Just how magnanimous King Pinsman has been. Even he agrees that he should get a Fanaki special, even though Danny tried to, to sabotage Barry Horowitz. I'm milking this, aren't I, really? Trying you to are not, a little bit. <laughs> get to the uh, horrific uh, non-wrestling topic we want to come up. Um, Cena versus Carly was Carly's best match according to Scottish Danny. Benny Mack in the chat. I don't think I don't think Carly remembers it. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, Benny chat. Uh, uh, how are you? And Cam getting some love from King's Big Banner. So yeah, that's the chat all caught up with. Awesome stuff, and of course mentioning Pigs Banners. The Photoshop Wizard. Yeah, again, thank you so, so much for our surround for the live show and yeah, our still for the YouTube. Um, is it thumbnail? They call it. Is that right? It is. I mean, I had to edit the size. Did he? Oh, yeah. half a job, Bob, innit? Yeah, see. You know? That's why we've all we've decided we're only going to do half of the Barry Horowitz uh, appreciation and review one of the matches. Oh, when you said we'll do half, I thought you meant we'd do the beginning of both and just stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, the beginning of one and the end of the second one. Yeah. Just funny. confuse everybody. Uh, before we crack on then with our non-wrestling topic, there is something I wish to just bring up quickly last week. I think it was last week after, excuse me, because my, my memory is as, as people are probably aware, slightly wobbly at times. Uh, we announced the, the brilliant news that on the, I think it's the 31st of May. It's what next Wednesday. Anyway, Mm -hmm. the live debut of in the corner with Benny Mac and Tyler Peters and so on. And the first episode will be checking out the, uh, well, your, your results and review show, I guess, from the night of champions pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Now we have more news coming up with regards to new shows and so on um there is a few more that i still can't announce yet because we're holding off until certain things are what's what's the say is it ducks in line that's all the ducks are in line ducks in a row ducks in a row okay yeah okay same thing in it a row and a line yeah but it's just the same as ducks in a row i mean it's like crossing the t's and dotting the r's okay fair enough so you wouldn't need all your geese in a row or whatever it is and yes okay (laughs) 
or your chicken in a line. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Benny Matt, brilliant. Oh, uh, chickens, chickens in a row. Chickens in a row. That's, that's it now. That's the same. So, yeah, we've got to make sure all the chickens are in a row for the... Uh, you know, the announcements of other shows coming up, more live content and so on as well. But we have a new podcast debuting this coming Saturday. So that is the 27th, I think it is. Yes, it is 27th as we are talking now. So if you hear us on the audio version uh, and you're listening a week or two behind, then go back and check it out. It's already out. But uh, yeah, Saturday, the 27th of May. The show is called Away From The Pages. And this is the, I suppose, hosting debut of My Good Lady Sharon. It's her podcast. Mm. Uh, everyone is fully aware that Sharon has uh, wrote some books. She is a published author. She, she has put stuff out there. People have paid for her stuff, which is fantastic as far as I'm concerned. And... I, I'm incredibly proud of my wife. I, I think she's amazing. She's incredibly creative at what she does. She's got her own business plus the book thing as well. And the, the stuff that she creates that from a uh, good is beakers, um, merchandise right through to writing the, the books themselves. You know, it, it's insane. I can't understand how people can create these whole worlds in their mind and then put, put them onto paper for other people to enjoy and so on. Absolutely insane. But there is a whole world to this there's this, like all these different genres and subgenres of different types of, of book, different types of fiction and so on. And there's, you know, I suppose festivals in a way, there's book signing events where lots of people go to and so on. And my wife has been a signing author at some of these events. And there's another one coming up in a few weeks time. Uh, and on Saturday, as I said, away from the pages, the very first episode of a book world podcast with Sharon Korea and guests will be debuting via SJP World Media. And episode one is interviewing a lady named C.N. Marie. Now, C.N. Marie is not only a, a author herself with numerous releases out there, she is also a event organizer. And she is organizing the Sugar and Spice book signing event with over multiple numbers of the 60 odd authors i think is signing at bramwell lane in sheffield my wife is also a signing author there and the first episode of away from the pages with sharon uh, herself on saturday when it is released is interviewing cn marie and talking about how she got into the writing world and what she enjoys as a reader as an author organizing an event assigning itself and so on and i've listened to the show already I've had the, the the pleasure of going through it and so on. And I'm not going to lie. It's fucking fantastic. And yeah, people will go, oh yeah, well you're biased. So you have to say that. Cause no, I don't care if it, if it was, if it was shite or needed improving, I'd tell her and she knows that it is bloody brilliant. Sharon is an absolute natural at this. Her guest is superb as well. And even though it may not be a hundred percent, my world, I'll go to the signings and so on. It's still such a fascinating discussion hearing how people have this process of writing books, coming up with the ideas, and also, you know, imagine putting an event on, hiring a football ground and having 60-odd authors trying to arrange people coming from all over the place, all over the world, to come to this event. It's a fascinating discussion, and Sharon is going to be speaking to numerous other people in the book world, whether that is authors, readers, whatever, are all going to be joining her for Away From The Pages via SJP World Media. Um, last count, there was up to, I think, 20 people 
requesting to come on to the show as guests. So loads of content already lined up, plenty already recorded, set to go, and so on. But episode one, as I said, is out on the 27th of May, which is this Saturday, which I believe, Sharon, you have to remind me in the chat, but I'm fairly certain it's the one-year anniversary of your book's first release, isn't it? In which case, that's a nice way of tying it all together in my opinion. But yes, there you go. Saturday via SJP World Media, away from the pages with my good lady, Sharon Correa. I hope everyone checks it out. Yeah, I definitely will be. Um, as many will know, I'm out of the podcast listening game. Um, so I don't listen to any old podcasts anymore because you just want you the best. There's no point listening. It's like punching down. Um, but I'm actually excited for that because... I, I am interested in the creative process behind things like that. Not particularly uh, just uh, being an author, but the creative process around any kind of uh, uh, entertainment and knowing that it's not just a case of sitting down with a pen and paper and writing out the story, but the whole logistics behind it as well. Uh, that's something that will really, uh, I'm really be interested in getting uh, the feedback mm. from, from other authors, how they uh, go about producing their work compared to how um, the next one does. I mean, it's, it, it'll be like, it be kind of like wrestling. There'll be so many different ways to to get into in, in, into uh, the writing process. So yeah, it'd be really cool to to that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. But uh, <laughs> Morty, as I said, in, in that and uh, that I'll, I'll listen to this and Crisper Vision. I haven't listened to Crisper Vision. I was there for Crisper Vision. I, I have. I that was listening. That is one thing that. I would not go back and listen to. Sorry. <laughs> I was offended by the list of crisps, but working with, uh, recording with all those guys is absolutely amazing. So yeah, back on topic. I'm, I'm excited to listen to, to Sharon's debut and just see where, where it goes in this wacky world of book podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Uh, I, you know, all the socials and that are right there as well. So if you want to follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so on, uh, the show, as I said, is called away from the pages and it's at a F T P podcast 13, a at a F T P podcast 13, go and chuck that a follow on Twitter and so on. And I can show you here. Actually, I love this. My wife made this again. She's so creative. Can you see this? It's a bookmark. That's oh, the that's logo cool. there. And it's got a little thing there, so as though you're playing the podcast, all the social medias and so on at the bottom there. Look, multi-talented. Multi because when she goes to the signing on uh, in Sheffield that she's interviewing the the organizer for on you know for the podcast on Saturday, she's going to be selling all of her merch as well, and she's got stuff to do with the podcast to sell as well. Nice, so yeah, That's fantastic great. stuff. So make sure everybody goes and checks that out, Mister Max. Definitely, she's way more talented than we will ever be. Indeed. And you mentioned wrestling as well, the crossover to the book world. My wife's latest release is part of a charity. I think it's called Anthology, where there's lots of different authors writing smaller yeah. books that all get put together. And my wife was part of that for a charity uh, book that came out in the last couple of weeks. And her book is about the wrestling world. It's a romance in the wrestling world. And I've read this short story and it is fucking awesome. And it's, it's, it's wrestling enough for it to not insult wrestling fans, but not so wrestling that it means that people who are not wrestling fans will get lost in it. Do you know and what I mean? And it's wrestling enough to keep your attention. 
pretty much it's absolutely superb bit of work by my wife so yeah sharon if you can chuck the link up in the chat so people can have a look at it uh it's a few quid on amazon i think it is but you can buy the hardback the paperback or whatever it may well be sharon correct me if i'm wrong it's all for charity as well so yeah make sure you jump in on that mm-hmm. magsy shall we what are you looking at you got a little smile on your face what have you seen i haven't seen anything Okay. I was waiting for you, and then you started going (laughs) explore like you forgot what you was going to say. I was going to say, Magsy, shall we dive on into our non-wrestling topic? But do you want to look in the chat first, or shall we just get on with it? I mean, we can look in the chat. Um, So you were you were wrong about the anniversary. It was actually the second anniversary. Of course, it is. Sorry, that just goes to show how how much you love your missus that time flies it's, it's exactly it's exactly. only been a you only thought it was a year when it was actually two that's amazing it, i think we've only been together three weeks <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and she said oh goodness it feels a bit real now yep she's beginning <laughs> that first podcast jitters we all get it there we go. and and don't worry if you you are critical of your own first podcast i mean i give i've given this advice so many times it's it's fine to be critical um, but you will get better, honestly. You absolutely will get better. Not saying that you're bad. I've not listened to it, but I, I will be doing. But if you think you're bad, don't worry. My first podcast were horrific, and Saz, Jesus Christ, he's, he's just been downhill ever since. <laughs> but, <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, oh. King's Pigs Bladder says, Chris Provision was awesome. And it, it, to, to be fair, recording with Morty and Fitch is always awesome listening back to myself and the 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 mess of that of that group of people is not not awesome um, i wouldn't know mate i've, I've never i've never been invited on more than you have been invited multiple times and you have refused to come on so because you don't do podcasts with multiple people because you, you can't understand oh, everything what's going no. on do you remember oh, saying on. that that has happened i no, i have i've been on there as well haven't i actually we did the quiz no, that that was yeah, that was more in Fitch. It wasn't an all vision. Yeah, no, no, no. The all visions that, I struggled with. But yeah. That's when we beat the Ramsdale Mars. Like when yeah, we that... no, we didn't just beat them. We absolutely demolished them. Yeah. So okay, I'll take that back. In that case, I have been on more in <laughs> Fitch. So, <laughs> so Sharon's put the husband started and finished my book. Insert shock here. <laughs> it was very very good. And she said she may get blocked for that. Nope. I, I would not let him block you for that at all. <laughs> um, so Connor says uh, he has a few ideas that he'll uh, that he'll stick with. Uh, remind me, and I'll message you early tomorrow, US time, afternoon, UK time. Well, if you message me, I'll probably won't read it because uh, I very rarely go on Twitter, but I'm sure Sam will pick those messages up for you. I will be at work, so if I don't reply straight away, please bear with me. Um, Morty says the unbelievable has happened. The Harry Housewife YouTube channel has had three great videos in a row. Fitch looking scared of a car wash, <laughs> talking to Munch. Yeah, so that was Munch from uh, two parts of lager and a packet of crisp. Yes, um, I saw this. And he caught, he said that he wasn't a real celebrity. So when I get on some real celebrities, like bad mouthing his first oh. ever celeb collab, uh, and yeah, that was that was mean. And then spraying himself in the face. Shock horror. When he said, when you initially said he was talking to Munch, I thought you meant the guy from SVU, Law and Order SVU. But he's dead, I isn't he? I don't know what that is. Yeah, he's dead. I mean, so that would be pretty impossible. It's, it's um, not him. 
Mark says chain wrestling still ranking number one out of all that. Yeah, of course we will. And it, we even thought, well, I thought at the end of that quiz when it got to the last question that we'd blown it and we'd we'd basically been whooped and we got the last point as well, which made it just so sweeter. We just demolished them. My big brain. Well, you did mention, what was the thing you said about a ladder? Oh, yeah, it was to do with, uh, yeah, okay. I got that completely wrong. I misunderstood the question in my defence. People have to go and listen to that pub quiz episode of Morty and Fitch. Um, King's Plus Banner says he's seen the munch and the car wash and they're really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll binge the next couple of episodes of uh, Fitch's uh, YouTube pretty soon. Uh, today outdid himself. The Fitch we know and love shone through. And <laughs> he said he was a man of celebrity. <laughs> oh, Fitch, you are a douche. Uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the chat all caught up with. So come on. Let's get on with it. Let's 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 do it. Let's do this non-wrestling topic. I regret this bitterly. (laughs) NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Oh, yes, indeed. We are playing Snog, Marry, Kill, but with food. And we have called it something suitably immature and daft, which says right up our street. What was it, Magsy? Scoff. Well, I said scoff, nibble, bin, and then changed it to vomit. And then you added the, the master stroke of scoff, nibble, puke. So did, for, I, did I write puke, did I? You did. Cause, oh, anyway. okay. For, for context, um, Say and I will usually message sometime very late before this non-wrestling topic <laughs> is due to the opposite. What are we doing for this non-wrestling topic? <laughs> and I had the, the, the I thought at the time, good idea of, of rejigging the snog, marry, kill, but just, just mention food because we love mentioning food on this show. It takes up probably 50% of the, the actual show sometimes. And then I realised that they're going to tell us to we have to rate food that we hate or food that we absolutely love. And me and Si are both um, fans of food, shall we say. Um, so, yeah, this this turned pretty sour pretty quickly, and I regretted it. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think there's going to be some really good conversations here. And what I want mm. to do is everyone in the chat as well, uh, jump on in and and say what you think when we put forward what everyone from the CWF has tweeted into the show. Three options each, of course, and it comes, you know, and like we said, scoff, nibble, puke. Easy as that, isn't it, Max? So <laughs> let us know in the chat what you are thinking. Yeah, I will run through them, Mister Max, in the order, order that they arrived in. So we begin with our good friend across the pond, Connor Knows Soccer, at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. He that says... Whoa, 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 whoa. So bastard. Straight away. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, bubbly chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate. Now, before we answer, we had a bit of a grey area with regards to what the rules actually were for Snog, Barry, Kill. So what are these rules actually here for this? So scoff is... Well, our well, favourite, we keep yeah. it forever. So scoff, well, you don't, you wouldn't keep it forever. If if that was there, you would, you would shovel it down as if it was the last meal on earth. Okay. Nibble would be if someone offers you a, a 
some of that food. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And vo- puke is you would rather yeah. eat your own shit than eat this food. Righto. Bubbly chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate. Magsy. Well, I would rather eat my own shit than eat bubbly chocolate. So that <laughs> that definitely is the puke. Um, white chocolate, I'm not a massive fan of. I, I find it okay. I find it way too sweet. I'm not a big fan of milk chocolate, to be fair. I prefer dark chocolate, but I would rather have milk chocolate over white. So milk, I would scoff. And white, I would nibble and... Bubbly chocolate, I would. I wouldn't even puke because it wouldn't enter my mouth in the first place. But I would puke it out. See, I quite like a bit of bubbly chocolate. <laughs> Dan Griffin's answer is perfect. Scoff milk chocolate, scoff white chocolate, scoff bubbly chocolate. That's <laughs> brilliant. Um, I quite like a bit of bubbly chocolate because I like Mintero. Tossa. Ah, just stop it. White chocolate's probably my favourite, but only every now and again, because you eat too much of that, it gets a bit sickly. So I'd probably have to say, I would probably have to bin the bubbly chocolate, to be honest. I'd probably have to puke the bubbly chocolate. Yes. Scoff the milk chocolate and nibble the white chocolate, I think. But in reality, you'd scoff a lot. Yeah, probably, mate, probably. (laughs) Um, It depends what chocolate it is. It is as well. I mean, I like dark chocolate, too. That's probably my my preference as well. Dark chocolate with a nice cup of tea mags. Bang in. Mm, Yeah. Oh, coffee. No, I don't like coffee. This one here by our good friend Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter is absolutely superb. Marmite, marmalade, mayonnaise. Okay, so you go first on this one. Okay. Out of all of those, my favourite thing is marmite. You scruff. Why? It's just because I'd like something different to you. Uh, oh, it's because you like disgusting things different. <laughs> marmalade and mayonnaise, that's tricky. I don't. I can't remember the last time I had marmalade. And I do have mayonnaise sometimes with like my chips and whatnot. So. But I do like marmalade. I'd probably nibble the mayonnaise and, and, and puke the marmalade, but that was, a, that was a tricky one. But marmite is my... I love marmite, mate. So my mouth may get straight in the bin. It's even the smell of it turns my stomach. So I would puke that. Um, marmalade is quality, absolute quality. I'm not fond of the bits. No, it's got to have the bits. If it doesn't have the bits, it's jam. The whole point is to have that the the strings of, of peel and lamb marmalade mm. is the best. Lamb oh, see, no, I do like that. Yeah, mm. I do like that. So. I would scoff the marmalade with a spoon from the jar and mayo, yeah, I'd, I'd have a bit. Maybe not so much with chips, but, yeah, on a sandwich. You'd eat marmalade from a jar? If, if, I, if this was the three options, then, yeah, I would eat the marmalade from a jar. And I'm a scruff for, like, in marmite. Yeah, that's that's the rules of the show. Right, and just to, be, just to be clear here, you're saying marmalade has to have the bits in it to make it marmalade. Without the bits, it's just jam. But you can get, yeah. yeah, but you can get jam with bits in it. But I don't make the rules. I just I just say the things that come out of my mouth. I don't there's no logic to it. <laughs> Have we not we've discussed it? I before. know words. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear me. Okay. Uh Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin21 on Twitter. This one's gonna be tricky. This is gonna be tricky. Um I think we'll go in, uh, no, should we go in reverse order? Yeah, let's go in reverse order. Carbs. Oof. 
pasta, bread, or potatoes. All pasta, of the carbs. bread, or potatoes. Oh, but I mean, they're all amazing, aren't they? Mm. That, that's like choosing between your kids. Which and you've got to think as well what comes from this stuff. It's like potatoes, you get chips and waffles and all the other stuff. Don't do that. Why? Why would you add more, more um, threat to it like that? I because just he's not just he's not asking. Would you have some nice pasta, a nice bit of bread, or a raw spud? Is he? He's asking potatoes, as in like what you can yeah, make from I know, potatoes. But I didn't want to 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 get all the varieties and variations of potato products in there because it just makes me sad. That I Roast won't be able to, yeah, mashed potato. Yeah, <laughs> mashed potato song. This is the show today. We're not even going to cover Barrow. It's mm. just us drooling <laughs> over these foods. Um, right. I'm going to keep, I'm going to scoff potatoes because I think they're the most versatile. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to nibble past and I'm going to bin bread, which is horrific because I love Ooh. sandwiches. Oh, Ooh, wow. See, I, I like pasta, but I would. My mindset now is: What would I never? What would I be happy happiest with? Never eating again. I would be happiest never eating pasta again. Out of those three options. Yeah, but I was thinking the versatility. You've just bollocked me about talking about how versatile know, potato you were, can be. Yeah, and that's why potatoes won the day for me. Because right. they're the most versatile. Waffle oh, okay. versatile, even. Waffle versus, <laughs> uh, yeah, pasta would get binned, mate. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. I would nibble on potatoes, but bread would be on my number one. Bread, because yeah, <laughs> because I, I couldn't live without having a toasted sandwich. I have a toasted sandwich yeah. pretty much every day. If I if I couldn't have a toasty, I'd be devastated. I think, and this is going to be a bit controversial, and I'm going to regret saying it. I think if, tomorrow I'm probably going to correct myself, but right now in my mind. I think I could happily never have another roast potato if it meant that I could still have toasters. I hope Danny stabs you. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Takeaways, Dan continues. Pizza, Chinese, or Indian? Oh, I like, again, it's a choosing between the kids. Uh, well, you've got a Chinese it, and an Indian kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mag, Mags has played around in his time. <laughs> um, so uh, I didn't. I didn't even think of it as that you've been playing around. I just thought that maybe your milkman was Asian or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the boss from Chinese. <laughs> Does he look like me? <laughs> um, I would out of those. I would puke the Indian. I would nibble the pizza and I would demolish the Chinese. Not demolish the demolish the Chinese food. I don't want uh, Xi Jinping on my back. Breaking news: Chicken news. Mags declares war on China (laughs) on his own. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, see, this is really, really difficult for me. I think I could live. Uh, Chinese would be the one that would have to go, but I do love Chinese. I love Chinese, but it'd have to be the one that would have to go. Pizza would be nibble, and you know, an Indian's my favorite, mate. So, I mean, there was no losers in that one, really, apart from us having to pick. Yes, and finally, 
Uh, I thought initially this was going to be the most tricky out of Dan Griffin's options, which is why I left it till last. But now I'm thinking it's actually relatively simple compared to the other two. For, for me, it is. Yeah. What to have with Sunday roast? Beef, chicken, or lamb? So me and Mrs. Mags have had this conversation before. We've we've ranked the the four main roast meats. Uh, for me, beef comes bottom. Not that I don't like beef, it's just I prefer chicken and lamb over it. But now I've got chickens, can I see myself eating a chicken? Absolutely. Uh, chicken is number <laughs> one, and uh, lamb, lamb I'll nibble at. <laughs> yeah, chicken's number one for me, hands down. I, mean, yeah. I have chicken on my Christmas dinner and everything, it's, man. I, chicken's, chicken's my favourite. Yeah, I have, Chris, chick, I have chicken on my Christmas dinner. Chicken and turkey, or just chicken? Just chicken. I I feel like I I don't know you anymore. Well, what it's it's possibly the biggest roast dinner of the year. It's one of the most important meals of the year. Why would you choose to have a meat that is blander than the option you could also get? You are blaming the wrong thing. You it is bland because of how you cook it. I don't cook it, mate. Sharon does, so well, I'd be that, very careful if I were well, you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to upset the apple cart, but cook your turkey breast side down and you will be amazed. Believe mm, me. It's just never as nice as a good chicken, though, mate. It, it's You're wrong, but there we oh, go. Okay. So chicken's number one for me. I would yeah. probably choose beef just above lamb, but only just. No, I, I would choose lamb over beef every single day. Unless it was steak, and I suppose no, because it's Sunday roast, and that's a beef joint, and it's not a steak. So mm. yeah, beef's bottom. Yes, there we go. William Kitchen at the Appliance One Eighty. William, we have not heard from you for a little while. It is awesome to have you messaging back into the show. Thank you it so so much, absolutely. sir. Absolutely, and we hope you are well. He says, "Doner kebab, tacos, lamb, rogan, rosh." As opposed, to, <laughs> as opposed to John, I didn't even notice that the the mistake until I read the 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 comments. Where oh, the thread you, afterwards, you you rinsed him for it. Um, but out of those, I think tacos would probably be the bin. Yeah, and me agree with that. Um, Donna kebab would be the nibble, and Lamrog and Josh would be the scoff i run yes. it i've run it that i put indian to go in the bin earlier but never mind no i'm 100 percent in agreement with you there mr max i don't think i've ever had a taco yeah i've, I've had a taco I've, you can buy the uh the kits can't you not uncle ben he's not uncle ben's the there's a, a company i know that, what you mean el paso jobby el paso yeah so mm. yeah well, i've had taco a good one for you because obviously you're probably would wear a taco if you bit it you can get the they look like a boat a taco boat and you've put all your stuff in it okay if you just had the half moon ones you would wear that you'd need a thing is i just i get my hair off with stuff like that we've got a question we've got a question coming up well when you have to build your own meal yeah and I'm like, <laughs> any, anything that's anything that requires a bit of effort to, we'll get to it in a minute actually because there's a question that brings it up later on uh, five nerds go at five nerds go on Twitter, and this one I think is done with you in mind. Yes, yeah, bastard. Matt from Five Nerds Go is a douche. We will start with the second option: orange juice with pulp, Twiglets, or Bourneville. 
So Twiglet, so they taste like Marmite, don't they? Yes. So yeah, they're they're directly in the bin. Uh Bourneville, dark chocolate, not wrong with that. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Cadbury's. I think it's it's mostly sugar and very little chocolate, but um I put I would nibble the Bourneville. Orange juice with pulp, I get uh, orange juice delivered by my milkman, and it's got plenty of pulp in it, and it's amazing. So, orange juice, I would scoff, or what's it called when you when you drink it? Shotgun it. I would shotgun the bottle of orange juice. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, the chocolate would get in the bin for me. Chocolate would be the puke. Orange juice would be the nibble. I do love a bit. Of, I do love a twiglet, you know. You would. Mm. The, the the best twiglets a, a long time ago they did curry flavored twiglets and they were really good did they yeah they did it was delicious i don't remember that well you missed out so it sounds like i really did you know uh five minutes go continue arrow whisper arrow mint bin them all vomit the over them all that's not the game oh. so Arrow mint, I would have to scoff because that's got something other than the the bubbly chocolate in. At least you get a layer of of mint. Um, out of those two, I think the whisper bubbles are smaller, so they're they're a, a lot less annoying. So that would be nibble, and then arrow, I would I would yeet it out the window. <laughs> I don't think aero chocolate as it is like the ordinary just ordinary plain chocolate aero is actually that nice no it's it's got it's got massive bubbles in as well there's they're nothing pulling, to do with the fucking bubbles your pants down. Oh. see why do people do this they send stuff in purposely to press your buttons and then we mm-hmm. accomplish fuck all on the show because you get wild up you say this as if we accomplish anything on the show <laughs> any week right aero would be puked because it's my least favourite of the three. I do bloody love Whisper, but Mint Aero is my favourite of the lot. So there we go. Oh, I thought it said Whisper Mint. Fuck. No, no. it's Aero Mint. Get... Yeah, I'm swapping. and I will scoff the Whisper, nibble the Aero Mint, and then bin the actual Aero. I'm intrigued to know what Sharon's thoughts would be on those three chocolates. Mm, interesting. I mean, Sharon's thoughts are, sad doesn't like food you have to work for. She's right. That comment in the chat. She's actually back. It does my head in, mate. I'm just, it's the same as, uh, I'm not going to get into it now. We have. <laughs> uh, our... nothing. It doesn't achieve anything. Our um, <laughs> Photoshop wizard himself at pig's bladders on Twitter. Oh my God. These are, this is really difficult. This is really difficult. Oh okay. no. Okay. Sausage, bacon, eggs. I think eggs egg. have to go in the bin. No, 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 no. Eggs are the best. Oh, eggs. No, yeah, but I, oh, I don't know. Again, you, you're talking about versatility. If you get rid of eggs, it means no more cake. Mm. No more omelets. Mm. Yeah, my omelets end up shit anyway, though, mate, to be fair. No more um, eggy, eggy bread. I do like eggy bread. Sausage in the bin, then. Eggs <laughs> would be a nibble. <laughs> Sausage, to be fair, is like snouts and trotters and, and all the worst parts but of them. Sharon pig. gets these sausages that I can't remember what flavour they are, but they're fucking amazing and I love them. No, sausages in the bin, eggs would be nibble on and bacon would be number one. So no, for eggs, number one for me, I would scoff them all day. Bacon, nibble on 
and sausage would get in the bin. Pepper- pepperoni, salami, chorizo. Oh, I like all these. Um, the best is chorizo. I like the 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 paprika spiciness of it. Um, then pepperoni is the bigger one in it, and salami is the smaller one. So I would get rid of pepperoni. I would well, I pew pepperoni. I would nibble salami, and I would demolish chorizo. See, for me, I'm happy with whatever. Really, I do like pepperoni on my pizza, though. And I kept pepper a pizza in the other one, didn't I? So you did. So you need that pepperoni to put on it, or else okay. you're just having a cheese pizza. Yeah, I would probably bin the salami, then puke the salami, nibble the treat. So scoff the pepperoni, mate. I think. Good pick. Breast, leg, Parsons nose. I don't really understand what that is. Right. So the Parsons nose is the little is a little piece on the of, on a chicken. It's usually like where near where one of the holes are, and it's just a it's just a piece of fatty meat, and it looks like near, a parcel near, near where one of the holes are. Yeah, because you've got the. I always get confused which is the neck end and which is the 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 bum end. Well, the neck end is the one with the beak. No, but not when you have a a, a chicken ready to cook. Oh, I was going to say you have, have chickens. <laughs> you yeah. have chickens. That's that. That's a level of confusion you should not be experiencing. Anyway, the Parsons nose. <laughs> I was in it. Um, okay. Breast. Not. You know, but breast is boring as well, though. I'd leg. I would scoff. Breast. I would nibble. Parsons nose bin. Yeah, I'd bin the Parsons nose. I don't even know what it was. Uh, nibble the leg. Uh, I'd keep the breast though, because this comes back to my whole thing about not having to fuck about with my food. And it's like people got like, oh yeah, well, I love chicken, I love the drumsticks, or I love the the wings and all that. Like everyone bangs on about oh, having chicken wings, barbecue chicken wings. Nah, it does my head in, mate. Just cut my meat off, stick it on a plate, and let me just have a plate of meat. I don't want to be fucking around having to try and oh, get God. it off the. Yeah, it does my. If I got to work for it, what's the point? Exactly. Sai doesn't like food you have to work for. There you go. It annoys me, and the same as happens when when you sit down. This hasn't happened in, in many, many years. I mean, Sharon's family don't do it, my family, whatever. But I used an ex-girlfriend of mine, for example, I go over her, her house for dinner and it'd be one of these jobs where you have like bowls in, in the middle of the table and everyone would basically help themselves to bits and, and fill their own plate up. No, fuck that shit. So like a buffet? No, like a, like a roast like a roast or something like that, like a cooked oh. meal. And everyone would have like the stuff in the middle and they'd be, oh, pass me the potatoes, please. Now, bollocks, put, put mine on my plate and I know that's mine. Your Smithy from um, from uh, Gavin Estacey, aren't you? You That's order your food. I, I will yeah. slap your face. No, but you're that, you're that part of the character where this is the food that I want. If mm. you wanted it, you should have got it. But I'll have all mine. I'll go and eat it in the car. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he has that big, big round about the curries, doesn't he? I don't mind sharing a little bit of curry with different, you know, change, try, trying different things and whatever. Like, you know, but when you're sat around the table and everyone's like, oh, you know, there's the, you know, there's the potatoes in that thing. And then there's this like thing here with the meat and there's the veg and all that. It's like, no, nah, don't just put my food on my plate. I can finish it. And if there's more going after, then let me know. Otherwise, I it's, worry. Am I gonna- it's the social experience of it though it's social bollocks mate i don't want to <laughs> i don't so, want to be... this this is what i could picture in in your house everybody gathering around the table having a jolly good time sa in the front room 
on the settee with his plate by himself, shouting out to to dish it out for him because he couldn't be bothered to dish it out with the family chatting away. That's how it goes in your house. No, 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 no. <laughs> the big issue I have, for, say for example, roast potatoes, right? Everyone loves a roast potato. We're going to achieve nothing in this show. Right, no, I'm making this fucking point now, right? <laughs> There's only two potatoes left or one potato left, and I think, I'm going to have that tater. I look like the bad guy then if somebody else wants it, don't I? But I don't want to turn around to other people and go, does anyone fancy that last potato in case one of the fuckers says yes? Just put on my plate. Fuming. Yeah, exactly. So it creates this whole social no issue just put on my plate what i can eat put on everyone else's plates what they can eat and just crack on with that in it or share the potato what cut a potato in half yeah so say charlie says oh dad i I fancy that last potato you wouldn't go well do you know what charlie will share or would you go what last potato (laughs) (laughs) no no no. for me kids well here's a lesson for you charlie you don't always get what you want yoink oh no, I would share for the kids. That 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 is fair enough. Anyone else can fuck off, but I'd share for the kids. Anyway, um, this one I'm going to really struggle with because I hate coffee, and I don't really understand what some of these things are. Uh, Pigs Madness continues. Vietnamese egg coffee. I've Indian... not heard of that one. No, and they get a bit worse. Indian monkey spit coffee. Oh dear, dear, dear. Yeah, so I think that's a coffee from. Um... The, the the monkey eats the fruit and then spits the seeds out the the beans and then they're collected. Why would you, why would anyone do that? Um, apparently, uh, the the saliva of the monkey it it adds to the flavour of the coffee. Nope, not for me, mate. And then civ civet. Kivet, Kivet, coffee. Civet. Right, which is uh, the description Pig Spiders has given here is coffee beans that have been digested by a cat. And then what? Shit out or thrown up? Pooed out. Pooed out. So it's cat shit then. It's coffee beans. They don't you don't put all of the the cat shit in. You don't get like a, a piece of tuna in there. It's no, I I appreciate that. You're not gonna, you're not gonna put a little oh the cat curls one out in the litter tray, pop it in a cup, hot water, away we go. No way, you ain't gonna do that, are you? You know, dilute to taste and all that stuff. Fuck no. But I mean is no, because just it's that means poking around in the cat shit to get the beans out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's done by the person selling the beans. They washed, obviously. Well, I fucking hope so. They all sound horrific, to be honest. I would have yeah. to scoff the egg coffee because that sounds the least gross out of everything. Okay. Um, I've, I've actually tasted civet coffee. It's actually not that bad. Um, it It's hard to get over the, the mindset that it's been eaten by a cat, though. Hang on. You've had what? Sorry, the civet coffee. You've drank the cat shit coffee. Oh my word! Yeah, it's it's not like they just get the coffee and then make a brew of it. It's then cleaned and roasted, and and then ground. It's roasted turds. Yeah, the, <laughs> uh, the, the 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 thought behind it is that the 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 start of the digestion um, starts the cooking of the of the bean. No, nah, that's then, not for me, mate. 
like I said, it, it, it wasn't, I wouldn't drink again. It's hard to get rid of the mindset that it's been eaten by a cat. Indian monkey spit coffee and... <sighs> What's worse then? A bit of spit or a bit of poo? Yeah, this is this is the mindset though. Mm. You've got to get out, get it out of your head that it's been chewed by a monkey or shat by a cat. <laughs> mm, yeah. I anyway. Think, I think spit I w- is probably a bit better than shit. Okay. I wouldn't... I, I don't know. I don't know if I would like to try the Vietnamese egg coffee. Why is that but bad? I don't know. I've not heard of it. It's so it's like the unknown, the, isn't it? It's not knowing. It's the better the devil, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, King Prince has said in the chat that it's really sweet. Well, that's me out because I don't like sweet coffee at all. So yeah, but that doesn't that, mean anything, does it? It's really sweet. You can put t- you can put seventeen sugars in the fucking cat shit for crying out loud and sweeten it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yes. <laughs> but I, I don't put any sugar in my coffee at all. So that's a bit too sweet for me. See, I just don't like coffee, so. Mm, okay. Okay, Vietnamese egg coffee would be the one I'd go for. I've been egg... Really? Yeah. So you you would choose you would choose the monkey gob and the cat <laughs> above an egg. <laughs> yeah. A Vietnamese egg. Well, that makes all the fucking difference then, doesn't it? Of course. Right. Okay. As, as Dad says, I don't put any sugar on my catchy either. Fair <laughs> enough. I uh, would I would scoff the the catchy coffee. I would taste the the monkey spit coffee and I would bin the I would vomit the egg coffee. I can't just, believe why did why did you let me put this up as a as a topic? Oh, hang up, I, I just realised there's actually pictures he sent us. No, that's another one. That's a totally different thing. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, got, <laughs> we've got two more to come yet. Mm, okay. Hash cookies, magic mushroom muffins, or edibles, Pig's Father says. Okay, so I've, out of those, I've never had magic mushrooms ever. So, okay. again, fear of the unknown. Hash cookies... Yeah, piece of piss. Edibles mm-hmm. again, Amsterdam favourite. So I would demolish the edibles, um, nibble the hash cookies, uh, and bin or vomit the magic mushrooms. Yeah, I reckon I'd be exactly the same, mate. I reckon I'd be exactly the same. Magic mushroom, man. You start tripping on that, and it, it, nah. Because once it's done, it's done, and you got to ride it out. And if it's a bad time, it's a bad time. You know, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, MGB Graham at MGB no, Graham. No, no, on no, 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 You've missed this what, one. What, 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 what. I, oh, okay. I can't so, see that properly on my screenshot. I apologize. So, this is ballot, which is uh, a chicken or duck embryo, which they let develop in the shell before they boil it alive and then you eat it, crunching all the bones and the wings. What the fuck is wrong with these people in Vietnam, man? Whoa, don't. Don't start that the tradition of slating Eastern culture. Virgin by eggs. This will this will be a, a, a doozy for you. This is a uh, eggs that um, um, combined with the urine of a of a young boy, a ten year old or younger boy. Or shirako, which uh, is not mayonnaise as it looks. It's actually 
fish spunk. So, and yeah, that's that, it. That, that's that's what it is. Just, just fish jizz. Well, yeah, fish jizz. Now, <laughs> which of those delicacies would you demolish? Would you? Can eat... I go back to the cat shit? <laughs> no, you you already made your choice on that. Would you eat a half-grown baby chicken or baby duck, duckling? Would you prefer pissy eggs, 10-year-old boy pissy eggs, or would you prefer a fish spunk mayonnaise? I, I need context. Curious. I need context with the, with the, the old, you know, codges. Is that a sauce? Did you, did you, did you dip, dip your chips and your crackers or something in it? Is that? I mean, it, it looks like you would spread it on something or dip Toast. into it. I don't know if to- toast. You need something to. You need something with a strong flavour to to mask the fact that you're you're licking the 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 baby makers of of fish. Mm, okay, and. With regards to the the piss eggs, oh <laughs> fuck's sake! I don't even so, know anymore. So I mean, there is some a little bit of context here. So it's buckets of boys' urine are collected from primary school toilets in the area, and the whole process of cooking takes an entire day. So it's not just one person. It's not like one kid is coming around and just having a slash in your frying pan. It's multiple. <laughs> It's multiple multiple kids piss collected through the day. So that piss is there festering. And then you soak the the eggs and boil them in the piss uh, before you actually crack the shells. Well, that was fucking dreadful. It's the way you worded that then. It's like you're trying to make this seem like because it is obviously the much worse alternative, but you're trying to you're trying to make out as though the one boy coming around and pissing in your frying pan would be okay. It's not like no, it's, that it's, 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 uh, it's definitely not my cup of tea. <laughs> uh, but the thought of at least you know that that piss is fresh piss, where this is day old piss that's been there. All day, and it's from multiple pissing kids. Yeah, it's that's a no from me. Yeah, it is. Is it worse being from multiple people, or is it? Yeah. Do we think about it? If if it's if it's piss from one one person, and that and they got something wrong with them, then you're having that bad piss, aren't you? But if it's multiple people's piss, and one of them has got something wrong with them, it's watered down by the good piss, isn't it? But, but on the opposite side of the coin are you more likely that one person has got something wrong with them or a classroom full of snotty-nosed little Chinese boys that it's more likely that one of them will have some sort of Mm. disease? It's almost like you need some kind of... uh, We need to move on from this because I'm actually getting to the point where I'm going to throw up. You need almost like some sort of 10-year-old boy wee quality control, don't you, I suppose? Do you want to take that job up? No, I fucking don't. There's a certain register that uh, you can sign up to. I I think... Interview uh, I, by I, Gary Glitter. Huh? 
I think, and I say this horribly, I'd have to scoff the embryo, I think, because that's the least offensive. Yeah, same. And you could two bats and swallow it down and just like never do that again. And then it's like... And, and then I would rather eat the spunk of fish than eat the, the piss, piss of human. pies. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, thanks for playing, Pigs Barrios. Enjoyed that. Cheers, pal. Um, I regret now having Barry Horowitz Appreciation Day. He's ruined it for me. Dear me. MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter. He sent us a picture. Uh, he says he deleted his option after he saw this meme. What do we guys make of this? And for those listening on the audio version, we have a clip of uh, Chandler and Monica from Friends, and they're saying tomato soup, grilled cheese, Funyuns. Funyuns are the crisps, aren't they? I've actually got a bag of Funyuns right here. Funyuns. Oh, yeah. So they're basically, they're onion rings. Okay. But but more delicious. They've got a more roasted onion-y flavour. This is easy for me. Tomato soup. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato soup pissed off. Uh, Grilled cheese, that'll be your number one, guarantee. Yes. Essentially a toaster. Yeah, Exactly. Same with me. I would rather have a, a, a toaster and then Funyuns. I would nibble them. Yeah. That's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. Wow. Ron Griffin in the chat. He would bin the Funyuns. Disappointing, Dan. Disappointing. But what would he... So he's nibbling the soup. No, tomato soup's just... Bleh. Yeah, it's the worst of the soups. It is. Without a doubt. Uh, Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter. I won't be cruel and do the bubbly chocolate, but I'll make Mags choose between chocolate he actually likes. Oh, I love Rob. Rob may be my favourite person from the UTT uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, fries, Turkish Delight, original, cherry and lemon. Which one are you going with? They're in the right order. Best, best one is the original one. Cherry is absolutely delicious and goes second. Lemon, even though it is delicious, uh, it would have to be puked. See, lemon is one of my favourite things, like, in a lemon squash, lemon cakes, whatever. I've never tried the lemon Turkish Delight. It's good. So I don't know, and I imagine I'd love it, because lemon's, like I said, my favourite. Have you tried the cherry and the the, the rose petal one? Yeah, the the original one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love the original. Yeah, the cherry one's nice, but the original one's the best. I'd take a gamble, I think, Magsy, and I'd puke the cherry one so I could try the lemon one. Yeah, I mean, there's no losers there. Living on the edge, mate. Living on the edge. You maverick. Oh, yeah. Morty, at MortyJR5 on Twitter. He says, Aero chocolate bars, tangy toms, crisps, and fruit shorties. Inspired, of course, by Biscuit Vision, Chocolate Vision, and Crispo Vision. I haven't got Morty's on, man, which is fun. It might have blocked me. It might have blocked me. So what was the choices? Aero chocolate bars. Bin. Tangy Tom's crisps. Oh, they're just the crisps for kids, though, aren't they? And what was the last choice? Fruit shorties. <sighs> I mean, they, they are one of the worst biscuits. What is a fruit shorty? So it's basically like a shortcake, but right. with bits of raisin in. Oh, yeah, fuck that off. Yeah, but then you, you're picking tangy toms which is a, a ball that tastes of tomatoes made out of maize yeah but i mean that's all right if you've got like six bags of them otherwise they won't fill you up yeah there is that but they're also the bags that you get for the kids like to put mm. in the pack lunches 
Yeah. Hmm. But Arrow I, definitely has to go in the bin without a shadow Arrow, of a doubt. Arrow would be my scoff on this one, mate. I'd nibble the tangy toms. How two-faced are you when you binned it earlier? Well, yeah, because they've got different options now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It it's was like, the worst yeah. of some good options before. Yeah, now it's the best of some pretty poor options here. Well, I would bin that, uh, the Arrow. I would nibble the toms, and even though it is kind of healthy, I would eat the the fruit shorties. I would scoff the fruit shorties. Kind of healthy because it's got a couple of raisins in it. Yeah, exactly. It's one but of, it's full of sugar and yeah, okay, right, okay. Some flawed logic there, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Where is my logic not flawed? <laughs> Steve O at Total Steve O on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? It's Steve O. He says, admittedly, these are brands. And I'm annoyed that the CWF have voted for that crap. See? So, I'm so Steve or tried to, to oh, sabotage to, Barry Horowitz. He wanted some Shawn Michaels goodness on his Monday evening. I'm sure Shawn Michaels, will, that match will definitely be on the mm. show pretty soon. I reckon. I reckon. It's failed. It's, it's lost in a poll twice now. Do you know that? Well, I mean, we made up that uh, arbitrary rule of it failing twice and it never gets mentioned again. But that was just for Hogan ruling the world. That was. Was it twice? I thought it was three times. Twice. I mean, best four out of seven we can go with. Steve-O says, McDonald's, Burger King, KFC. Easy. McDonald's gets in the bin. KFC's my favourite. McDonald's is fucking grim. Absolutely grim. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. Yeah, KFC's my scoff, man. Burger King, I'd nibble on. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Uh, yeah. and the burgers from Birkingham are a million times better than uh, McDonald's, uh, but KFC wins the wins there easy. Nando's, GBK, Five Guys. What's GBK? So GBK is Gourmet Burger Kitchen. Right, okay. So it's essentially a posh burger place. Okay. Um, I would have to put Nando's as my scoff because that's the only one I know. I've not had food from the other two. Um, same. Um, we the, the nearest five guys is uh, I think we've got one in Manchester. Um, but I keep saying that I'm going to go there, but I've, I haven't actually been yet, so I can't judge that. Um, I don't think there's any gourmet burger kitchens in the north. I don't think. Maybe Dan can correct me on that. So yeah, Nando's wins by default. The other two, I would say five guys. I'd probably nibble. Um, <laughs> oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. <laughs> Not the first time. Uh, <laughs> and Gourmet Burger Kitchen can, uh, unfortunately, go in the bin. But I do find Nando's, that is the driest of the dr- of the chickens. So dry. Yeah, the, I've only had it The one serving grace is the spicy rice. That is, that is elite. That rice is elite. Uh, Walker's, McCoy's, Doritos. Um, McCoy's top by a long way. Yeah. Then probably Doritos. Cause yeah. Walker's is Walker's is basic crisps in it. As thin as, as thin as they can get. They're not that flavor, like flavorful. Um, I do prefer golden wonder over Walker's to be quite fair. Um, so scoff McCoy's nibble Doritos, um, bin Walker's. Ah, see, I, I, I thought you said Walker's would be like your favorite. No, Okay, well, Walkers would be my favourite. 
just and then Doritos and then McCoy's. So McCoy's are like the sea. Thank you very much. Oh, and see, you're spoiled. Even though you called a cookie earlier, called a turkey dry. You said her turkey was dry. Nothing to do with me. Um, ah, this is what we come back to with regards to the bones in meat and fucking about with food. You'll hate all these. You'll hate all of these. Chicken thighs, wings, drumsticks. I, I just take my meat off and just put it on a plate for me. Does Sharon actually do that? So when you have like a roast chicken, I assume being the man of the house, you get the leg. No, I wouldn't have the leg. I have, I have the other meat. The other meat, as it's yeah. known. <laughs> <laughs> so. You you would get meat with no bones in whatsoever. Uh, Even yeah. though you look like a caveman, and yep. cavemen love like knowing on meat on the bone. Mm. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I would eat the leg if given it, and I, you know, whatever. And I, on the barbecue, I'd do stuff like that. But if I've got a choice, I would have, you know, the non bony meat, I suppose. So the best one for you out of this would be the thighs then, because it's literally yeah. one bone with the most meat on it. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I suppose oh, I don't really make much difference between wings and drumsticks for me, mate. Wings would probably be bottom, drumsticks next, I guess. Because of the ratio of meat to bone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's more meat on that. I, I, you're right, though. Chicken thighs would be the winner. Yeah. It's a tasty piece of the meat as well. Um, drumsticks, I would nibble wings, get in the bin. Fair enough. Bit of greenery, Magsy. Broccoli, spinach, carrots. Well, carrots are orange, but you know what I mean. Yeah. One of these is fucking revolting anyway, so that's going straight to vomit, and that's broccoli. Um, spinach, yeah. spinach and carrots are my two, well, two of my favourite vegetables. Uh, I think I would pick spinach as scoff and carrots as nibble. Oh, see, carrots would be my nibble. No. No, carrots would be my scoff, because Sharon has roast carrots and they're banging. So, yeah, carrots would be my scoff. Then broccoli would be my nibble. Spinach would have to go, but not because I don't like it, just because I prefer the other options. Yeah. And I don't like it, so it can fuck off. Fair enough. Um, tuna, salmon, and cod. Uh, tuna would be my scoff, just because it's, you know, yeah. just easier enough, isn't it? Tuna steaks and that, lovely. Cod would probably be the bin one because it's yeah. there's not a lot of taste to it. Yeah. Um I like a I bit think of salmon. It, yeah, I think I'd pick salmon as the scoff and tuna as the as the nibble. Hmm. Okay, I might tuna would be my scoff, salmon would be my nibble, and I've probably just been off the cod to be honest. So there we go. Benny, Benny Mac in the chat, I don't see the point of chicken wings. It's so they can fly. Benny. Can, the, the chickens don't fly though, do they? Yeah, absolutely, they fly. No, they don't fly like, you know, fucking magpies or seagulls. Or no, like. they're they, they, they land-based birds, but yeah, they can fly. But no, they, they don't they do fly. 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 He's put, I mean, they don't even fly. They do. They are. Who here, put your hand up, have you got chickens? My mum's got chickens. I didn't ask if your mum had. I didn't say who here's mum's got chickens. <laughs> No, but they don't. When you say something flies, I think of like you know, the the birds all in oh, a permanently just just never lands. No, uh, oh fuck me. Trust me, chickens fly. They no. do fly when they and jump it, down off something to the floor and they flap their wings to go a little bit slower. That's not flying. <laughs> well, what is it? Falling with style. Type yeah, story. It's, it's, it's gliding, isn't it? Almost. Well, flap, no, gliding is, is like with 
a w- wings that don't move. Okay, right. So they, but they don't they don't they don't jump off it and then fucking hover there for a bit or take off, Tr- do they? Trust me, they fly. Believe me. Not go, I'm not they don't go five like miles. Home. You don't go out to your chicken coop or whatever it's called in the morning. Oh, the chickens are up, let's go check on them. And they're all above your head, flapping around on the ceiling, are they? <laughs> no, but they will be on the, the top rung of the roost and they'll fly to the opposite side of the coop, out the door and to the opposite yeah, side okay, of the coop. Yeah, okay, yeah. To me, that's just a big jump, isn't it? A fun fact, anyway. <laughs> they do fly, but uh, <laughs> one, one of the chickens a, a couple of weeks ago, um, so we have like a bin um, uh, in, their, in their coop, where like a plastic bin where you put the food because you've got to keep it from like uh, attracting like any pests or predators. So it gets locked in a plastic bin. Um, yeah, yeah. And this bin is near their roost. So I was uh, bent over this bin, picking something, some food out, and one of the chickens jumped onto my back. Brilliant. Yeah. And it wouldn't get off. And I was there trying to like manipulate it so it would have to slide and fall off and it just kept climbing up onto my shoulder then onto my head and for about 15 minutes this chicken would not get off my back at all and i was having i was shouting for the wife to (laughs) help because i was piggybacking a chicken i'm being attacked no it wasn't a tight work like pecking at me but it, because it knows I were going in the bin, it was expecting some food, so yeah. she wanted to be first, to, first to the food. Oh, see, I, I really wish you'd have fell in. That'd I looked like I looked like I'd I, I was a pirate, but I couldn't afford <laughs> the pirate. <laughs> I was like a pirate. What you got from Wish dot com? Brilliant. Ah, uh, and finally from Twitter, unless I've missed any, we have Chris Bellis at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. He says fajitas, enchiladas, and five alarm chili. Right, so fajitas and enchiladas are essentially the same thing. Are they? But enchiladas has cheese spread on it, and then you bake them in the oven. So you make your fajitas. Or you and then you put them in a tray, put cheese on and a bit of sauce and bake them in the oven. Um, five alarm chili that's uh, that sounds my cup of tea. The hotter the better, so I would scoff that. Um, if you're adding cheese to something, it instantly makes it better. So enchiladas next and fajitas in the bin. Okay, so fajitas and enchiladas are the same thing, you say, just that one's got cheese. Well, a, fa- a fajita is like a wrap with all the filling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. An enchilada is a wrap with the filling that you then put into like a baking tray. So you line, like, say, four or five of them up, sprinkle a lot of cheese in, put them in the oven, let the cheese all melt, right. let them yes. crisp okay. up. In that case, then I would scoff the enchiladas and I would nibble the five alarm chili. I never tried it before. What are you laughing at now? Just the the I, if that's the case, I would scoff them. Never heard of them before. <laughs> but that just like my cup of tea, I will scoff them. And I've been off the fajitas because I'm getting that with cheese. So yeah, exactly makes sense, mate, doesn't it? It does. There we go. Then, um, as far as I can tell, we are done, mate. We are done. That, so that was way better than I expected. I thought that that was going to be a horrible. Um, topic, but you guys have absolutely smashed it. Uh, we've got plenty of uh, of comments in the chat as well, so I think we need yes, to let's dive on in. 
need to scroll all the way back up uh, and listen to how wrong the CWF are about some stuff. Um, so let's start with um, Benny Mac saying white chocolate equals puke. Um, I don't mind white chocolate. Then Marmite, he would scoff. Marmalade, he would scoff. Mayo, he would scoff. That's not the rules of the game, Benny. I don't think you understand the game. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then Benny does say lamb marmalade is amazing, so I have to agree with him there. Uh, Charlie nipping in to say uh, that she's doing her own work. Well, crack on with that, Charlie. You're a, you're a superstar. Um, Dan Griffin, the implication is also that Mags has a pizza kid to go along with the Chinese. <laughs> hey, how how rude of you. <laughs> that was terrible. That was awesome. <laughs> boobity. Um This just in, Mags says he will stab Sar. And take off with Gianna. <laughs> yeah, the things that how have I not been a cancelled or two killed off by someone? Some real mm. Dan Griffin says most of what yeah by the chickens. Yeah, Perhaps most that of one what chicken Dan's, No, no, she she just wouldn't get off because she thought I'm getting the the, the pick of the seeds. <laughs> Uh, Dan says, most of what he ever says uh, or tap is re- relatively seem- simple and then comes in with mags straight in with a beefy bottom. Hmm. And Dan, <laughs> Dan says, Did, do you at least put a little Santa hat on the Christmas chicken, sir? No. He doesn't no. He doesn't have any any involvement in the preparation. His, his involvement in in meals is it turns up by a puff of magic on a plate, <laughs> he eats it, that and is... then by a puff of magic, the plate disappears. That is scandalous. I'll have you know. I peel the potatoes and stuff, and I, I do the washing up. Sharon in the chat will back me up here. I always do the washing up and that, yeah? And one year, Magsy, one year, one I made year. Christmas dinner. I made Christmas dinner on my and own. Was, and, my it wife was, had and it was toasties all round. It was fantastic, mate. Sharon had just had Charlie, so she, you know, Charlie was born twenty second, so she couldn't get up and do anything. So I made the Christmas dinner, banging it was, and so much cheaper if you just if you just buy those microwave ones, (laughs) or (laughs) or the Christmas uh, Christmas dinner in a tin. Yeah, that's exactly. No, no, I made I made Christmas dinner, mate. Don't get me wrong, Charlie's now thirteen, so we're going back a little while. But it's <laughs> but that, but that is something you will live off for the rest yeah. of the time. Whenever there's an argument with with, with Char, it'll be remember that year I made Christmas dinner. Mm, there we go. You owe mm-hmm. me, you owe yep. me big. Um, you've got quite a lot of love for uh, having chicken on a Christmas dinner. Because King's Pig Brother yeah. says exactly the same thing, and Sherry says exactly. she does cook the turkey breast side down, but she still prefers chicken. Well, it's go. okay. As Dan says, you're both wrong. Oh, no, he was talking about us. He would Pull scoff the, the lamb, yeah. nibble the chicken, and bin the beef. That's close to what I said. I mean, lamb and chicken are uh, 1A and 1B. Mm. He then says he would bin the tacos, nibble the kebab, and scoff the rug. Just that's exactly how we put it. So, yeah, great uh, rotund man's think alike. We know our rotund takeaways. Minds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dan says he would bin orange with uh, pulp, which is horrific, nibble twiglets and scoff the Bourneville. Uh, Sharon also would bin the twiglets uh, and bin the arrow mint. 
good yeah. lass. Good she lass. doesn't like mint chocolate. I mean, not that would have been the reason why. Uh, Sharon then says, bin the sausage, scoff the eggs, nibble the bacon. Yeah, pretty much the same answers as me. Okay, that surprises me. I thought bacon would come top for sure. Well, it, it definitely comes top for Scottish, Danny. He says bacon is always number one. Yeah. Uh, Dan Griffey says, you can actually get boneless wings. So we had all that argument about meat to bone ratio, and you could have just gone for boneless wings anyway. I bet those birds definitely couldn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan says Smithy was hundred percent right about his uh, about his own food. Yeah, I, I don't, have you what, have you seen that episode of uh, Gavin and Stacey? Yes. yes, where he goes, "You've been eyeing up my booners, haven't you, Pete? And you've <laughs> had your eye on my booners." And I bet Stacey's got a coma, which is pointless. It's an irrelevant. <laughs> I don't mind a coma, but I wouldn't choose it over a spicy oh. one. It's it looks like baby poo. It mm. tastes of just coconut. There's just yeah, but I like zero point to it. I have a little bit of korma alongside my proper proper curry, just to just because I like the coconut. But I wouldn't have it as my curry. Do you know what I mean? I like a spicier one than that. Okay. Um, Sharon has uh, has issued a challenge. She said I shouldn't have used Charlie as the example for the potato because he would do anything for her. But what if it was Liam or Liv? What if Liam or Liv Ooh. wanted that last potato? Yeah, I'd share it. I'd share it. No, you wouldn't, you fucking, fucking liar. Would. You liar. <laughs> you absolutely. You'd eat it in front of him, eyeballing him at the same time. That's just like that. I definitely would with Liv because she's tougher than me. She'd beat me up. <laughs> to be fair, she wouldn't even She wouldn't even ask. That, that potato would be gone and in Liv's gob before he had a chance. Dan Griffin agrees with me. Sharon, you know that Leary's getting told to fuck off. <laughs> I've paid uh, for those potatoes and I'll eat the last potato. <laughs> Brilliant. 100% Dan. Uh, this reminds me of the story of Stuart and his cat shit spatula eggs. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Roasted poo coffee. And Sharon says she's surprised you can't hear you laughing from downstairs. Well, glad to know we're entertaining. <laughs> um, Benny Mac says, you can't polish a turd. Well, actually, you can. I've, I've seen that happen. Uh, they did it on Mythbusters, and they actually made a, a cow, I think it was a cow pat, properly shiny. It's ridiculous. Uh, but you can you grind it up like and put it in coffee. Uh, Mags doesn't put any sugar on his cat shit either. I absolutely <laughs> don't. Um, Dan says, bin the mushroom muffins, but I think he's would bin them because the mushrooms are not that he's worried about having uh, a bad trip, but scoff the cookies, shock, shock horror, nibble the edibles. Yep. Great picks. Um, he says, uh, Sharon, first time a woman's ever told me I've finished him off. That links to this for fuck's sake. That, <laughs> that finished me off. Brilliant. For goodness um, sake, behave yourselves. Dan also says he was, uh, scoff the fish spunk. Nibble the 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 half baked ch- chicken, and bin the nonsense. Bin the nonsense. nonsense. Uh. Um, and Dan said, "Just add some pineapple. And what to the nonsense, or to the to the the the, the shiraco? What the shiraco? That wasn't the nonsense, was it? Uh, add some pineapple to it. In my mind, I'm thinking you just feed the fish loads of pineapple." Was the sh- the shiraco was the pissy eggs, weren't it? 
I don't know, mate. I got no idea. I'm quite a black type. <laughs> you wouldn't need to season. <laughs> Jesus, dear me, it. Sharon. And King Prince Baza says he took so much time choosing these. He just literally is Google search worst foods ever. Yes, exactly. Chain wrestling is turned into tarot on TV mixed with Euro trash. It's been Euro, <laughs> it's been Euro trash for a long, long time. Uh, Dan, we've already gone through this. Scoff the, the grilled cheese, nibble the soup, bin the Funyuns. And then he says, Funyuns are fucking shit. No, they're not. That's wrong. Absolutely wrong. Graham says it's good time to arrive uh, to the mention of arrows and then has to go. <laughs> so thanks for that. He's dying to know. Oh, he's going to the to uh, back to the start, and uh, he's dying to know what's what not a is. You don't want to know. I'd skip that you part. Don't. It was it yeah. was pretty horrific. Uh, Sharon says KFC can get in the bin, and no, your, your kids love fruit shorties. They're so. not real biscuits. Uh, Dan would scoff five guys nibble. I uh, heard that about him. You've <laughs> witnessed it. When you went to when you went to Cardiff, yeah. Um, Graham says five guys have a nerve of charging so much for their burgers when they put a craft cra- single on their burgers instead of proper cheese. Oh no! Whoa, a gourmet really? burger place and they put cheese dairy lee slices on. That's horrific. Uh, Dan says Manchester is the most northern uh, gourmet burger kitchen since the York one. Oh, I didn't know there was one in Manchester. Next time there, I'll uh, I'll definitely have a look. Um, Dan would scoff McCoy's nibble walks and bin the Doritos. He would then scoff the wings, nibble the thigh, ooh, <laughs> misses, and well. bin the drumsticks. <laughs> he would also bin the broccoli, nibble carrots, and uh, scoff the spinach. Benny Mac doesn't see the point of chicken wings. They don't even fly, and that's just a big jump. It's not. It's not a big jump. <laughs> and it's not flying. It's falling with style. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. When you when a chicken is flying at you full pelt, you'll understand. Yeah, I imagine that's quite scary. I mean, no, not, I mean they're a chicken. You just volume. You can't go around kicking your chickens, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, definitely a t-shirt. You can't go. Oh, that reminded me of you can't go around naming strangers. <laughs> oh, you can't put a t-shirt on a chicken. Wasn't that what we said? Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he is the washing up king. Apparently, you're the washing up king, sir. I See, am. Sharon redeeming you after a full episode of her just slating you whatsoever. And there was a reason he only made that Christmas dinner once. <laughs> Jesus, she's like That's harsh. Never do this again. Never. I will do it every year from now on. I thought it was. I thought it was right. But to be fair, it was 13 years ago. So. And Dan says he'd been he'd been them uh, magic mushrooms because his head is mashed enough without hallucinogens, <laughs> and yeah. also the mushrooms, which is he hates them. He also says add some pineapple to the fish spunk, supposed to make spunk taste better. Uh, and Shirako was the fish spunk. Brilliant. Dan Griffin less a pen egg and more a peed egg. Jesus, it just goes goes downhill this show. Um, Graham says, a son's baseball game, so he's got to leave, but I'll catch up with some food corks with you uh, guys. Yeah, well, thanks for tuning in, Graham. Yeah, um, hopefully they'll get a win. And yeah, uh, I'm sure you'll regret listening back when it goes on to the podcast. And finally, Mags the Poultry. Why do I get horrific nicknames? The Paddy and Predator 
the poultry punter. Yeah, stop bullying me. Mm. But that's the chat. That's exactly what it is, mate. You're being victimised, aren't you? Being victimised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much again. As always, to everybody who has tweeted the show, messaged the show, got involved in the chat for our non-wrestling topic, absolutely fantastic from all of you once again. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so, so much. However, we do need to talk a bit of wrestling. So, Maxi, should we jump on into it? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Maxi's selection won the poll, and we are looking at Barry Horowitz in well, the middle of 95, I guess, Max. We are. Two matches. Well, I suppose in a way, it was almost three matches, wasn't it? Because I didn't realise that the match restarted on the original show. Oh, well, then technically it should have been four matches because um, the match that we started with was the second one of a a little trilogy. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think the first one was actually on the network. Okay. Okay. Was it uh, Pro that was on, something like that? Uh, Action Zone, I believe. Action Zone, that's it. Pro was a WCW show, sorry. (laughs) Yes, indeed. The first match we are looking at is uh, from the August 12th, 1995 episode of WWF Superstars, available on the WWE Network. And it's a 10-minute challenge because Barry Horowitz apparently has spent 10 years losing in the WWF. Which is a fucking lie. It is. Disgusting lie. It's genuinely... I wanted to check this because um, I know how much uh, the WWF like to uh, manipulate history... Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and Barry won quite a lot. Uh, in 1995, he won 30 matches. 1994, he'd won five. Um, 1993, he'd won 11. 1992, he won 15. Uh, 1991 was the only year that he didn't actually win because he said it was, what, 10 years that he, he, yeah. he'd basically lost. So all the way down to uh, 1985, he'd won at least one match a year apart from 1991. And he, would, he beat some big names as well. He beat, like, Ken Shamrock um, before Ken Shamrock was obviously the Ken Shamrock that, that uh, we we know from, from the Attitude Era. But, yeah, he beat mm-hmm. some really big names. Just revisionist history again, isn't it? It's just bollocks. But I suppose what makes this match and the follow-up good is the story they're telling. So I suppose without the bullshit lies, the story doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. So we have a 10-minute challenge from Skip from the Body Donners to uh, Barry Horowitz, basically saying you need to last 10 minutes with me, and it's effectively like a win for you because he lost on Action Zone, as we said, and it was was portrayed as this big fluke, wasn't it, Horowitz picking up that win? Yeah, it it was a a roll-up. He won by a a roll-up. Yeah. So Skip was was pretty angry about this and uh, went on a tirade and said, uh, you don't even have to win the match. You just have to survive 10 minutes and it'll be one minute of me beating your ass and nine minutes of push-ups. Mm, yes. Now, I've got a bit of an issue with this first match in particular. I, I suppose all of it, to be fair. Barry Horowitz is the way Barry Horowitz is. His gimmick is that he's this underdog. He's not exactly uh, super flash or anything like that because it would go against the gimmick they're trying to portray. You know, mm-hmm. he's literally just you know, the standard trunks and so you wouldn't exactly call him oozing with charisma, would you, Maxi? I guess. Um, is is 
the perennial jobber. There's a, there's a reason why he was called King of the Jobbers, because mm -hmm. he was really good at making his opponent look look like the superstar. Yeah. Um, and that's why he, he was in that role for, for so long. Uh, so it for me, I thought it was actually really good that he got he got his flowers. He got a, a, oh, yeah, of, course. Of, a, of a of a of a push of a storyline, and but I also I mean had, is, sorry, go on. I was just what say I mean I, is twice, twice <laughs> he did that. Let I'll finish. I okay. like the fact that he got this uh, underdog story, that he got these wins, but they didn't build it into something that he wasn't. That he wasn't yeah. now all of a sudden this all conquering um, uh, superstar wrestler. Yeah. yeah, he had his little run his pay-per-view appearances and then back to making the, the superstars look good. What what I mean is the issue I've got is that the opponent he's facing here, I mean, 1995 WWF, mid 95 WWF, the roster is paper thin. There's, there's barely any word of substance available to them. Really? You know, you've got the top end of the card, you've got Sean razor and diesel and Brett and so on, but go beyond them. There's not much there, is there? So no. he's facing skip who, you know, from the body donors. The problem we've got is he's accompanied to the ring by Sonny and Sonny's a megastar. Even at this early point, I mean, she is stunning. I mean, in July 95, I was 14, you know, so 14, 15, 16, around that time when she was in her prime in WWF. Yeah. Right up my street, of course, you know, and she was very much marketed to teenage lads such as myself. But even now as an adult, looking back and seeing this, she's a megastar. She's full of charisma. She yeah. is the, the show and there's moments where i almost find her distracting from the actual wrestlers themselves because she overpowers them both so much yeah because such a star by comparison mags you're, you're absolutely right and and i think that's probably why skip's push didn't last that long as well because mm. sunny was always destined to be the big superstar yeah um, even when she was with uh, the Smoking Guns or LOD 2000 or, or any of those, she was the star. Mm -hmm. People weren't looking at the, the the people she was managing. They were looking at her. So, um, yeah. And I know that uh, Chris Candido, this was his this was his actual girlfriend, uh, the guy who, who was Skip. Um, so you can understand why they were partnered together, but. It's kind of like the Mark Miro and Sable uh, situation. Miro was a, a, a talented wrestler, but he was never the star that Sable was going to be. And just like Skip was a talented wrestler, but he, he didn't have that X factor that, that Sonny had. Mm, I think with with uh, Sable and Miro, the big thing for me with Sable was it was just all about looks. She was, she was, she was an incredibly attractive lady. Of course she was. She was stunning. But that was kind of where it ended. Yes, she worked a few matches and so on, but she didn't have she didn't have that sort of uh, extra to her. Sunny was again stunning. She was a really attractive lady, of course. You know, mid nineties to late nineties, Sunny is just absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. But she had that X factor as well. She had the charisma. She had that something extra about her mm -hmm. that I don't really think Sable had. I think Sable just got by literally by how she looked. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that she she wasn't exactly someone who could maintain an audience through 
uh, her mark work. And that's not to say that Sonny's the best on the mark, but she, no, of course. she was she definitely has more charisma than Sable did. Don't beat yeah. me up, Brock. Don't beat me up. <laughs> uh, uh, the match begins, well, we think the match begins with Skip jumping Barry Horowitz on yes. the outside, battering him, suplexing him on the floor. Oh, dirty bastard. Yeah. He suplexes our hero, Barry, on the floor. And he starts, you know, we have the commentators who, who at this point is Doc Hendricks and Vince McMahon. Who the heel were commentators. dickheads, weren't they? Terrible. They? Absolutely I hated them. them. Doc Hendricks was the most overacting tosspot mm-hmm. on commentary. He's horrific. Although he did slag off Vince McMahon saying that he, he's 85 years old and he has to super glue his wig on. That, that, was that cool. is funny. <laughs> They're calling for the, the bell to be rung so that he can be counted out and all this sort of stuff. Um, we don't get much else said. The show just kind of moves on. Yeah. And then a we'll, bit later we'll on. We'll out afterwards. Yeah. 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 And the match does, we do get a, a second attempt at this 10 minute challenge. So we restart later on. And the purpose of this kind of false start, I think, you know, it serves its purpose. It, it does what it needs to do because the crowd are fully behind Barry Horowitz at this point. Now. If there was any doubt that he was going to get the baby face reaction or the underdog reaction, this initial false beginning Mm-hmm. has really sort of added to that, hasn't it? Yeah, and, and it's it's changed as well the, the mindset of, of of Sonny and Skip because when they first come down to the ring and they they attack uh Barry, they're all smiling and, and, mm-hmm. and mocking. On the second second time when they come to the ring, they they're absolutely livid because they yeah. thought they got one up on, on him, uh, but they do actually have to wrestle this match. So it, yeah. it does it adds more more gravitas to the match, I think. It makes Barry even more of an underdog. And again, it comes back to that thing we were talking about with regards to the the, the revisionist history and the bullshit side of the WWF. It, it's the story that makes this for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you well, know, no disrespect meant to skip or Barry Horowitz. I don't ever think I was expecting to sit down and watch a you know an Omega Okada or a Steamboat Flair classic here. It's yeah. the story that gets this over for me, as opposed to the actual in-ring, in-ring action. Yeah, uh, apparently there's um, there's a, a Chris Candido shoot interview uh, where he says that this was meant to be just like a, a one and done kind of thing, where Barry got the lucky win, Skip got got his win back, and and on the move. But the fact that the the crowd were were so invested in it uh, that they they both went to 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 Vince and said. Can we can we get a pay per view out of this? And Vince agreed, and and that's how it went on. So yeah, it's, uh, the the fans really took to to Barry Horowitz with this uh, this fluke victory over mm. over Skip and, and made it more than it possibly would have been. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Horowitz begins with lots of punches, kicks, a couple of headbutts, and so on. Uh, before Skip sends Barry Horowitz to the outside. Mm-hmm. And they have a bit of a scrap out there. Then we have an exchange of some suplexes as well, Mags, you know, and it's all kind of pretty straightforward, relatively simple wrestling at this point. But again, it does kind of work. We're not expecting a Matt classic here because it's about the story they're telling. And the yeah. crowd are the crowd are behind Horowitz here, aren't they? Chanting Barry, Barry, Barry over and over yeah, again. Th- th- this sounds, I mean, like we said, Barry Horowitz is the king of the jobbers. He's the guy you send out, um, when you want a superstar to 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 build up his momentum for a, yes. a, a big match, 
But there's people in the in the audience with Barry Horowitz signs. It's yeah. amazing it's to see. It's, it's it's genuinely heartwarming. Yeah, that it's someone great. who's a wrestler who's paid his dues and 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 been the guy who's seen so many wrestlers beat him and then go on to great things, and he's getting his his time in the sun. It's it's good to watch. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, we're gonna snap mare and a chin lock from skip and that lasts a little while holding him down in that position for and again the whole time we've got the countdown clock being announced by the ring announcer but it's not until like i think it's 30 seconds left we see a clock ourselves maxi is it yeah they 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 definitely don't do the royal rumble trick here where they have the the fans counting down we get the the mm. last 30 seconds or so yeah yeah um Barry Horowitz does fight back from this chin lock, but he's cut off with a knee as uh, he's been sent to the ropes before we see a Boston Crab applied by Skip. Uh, and that's when we see that, that this is four minutes into the contest now. Um, Skip then releases the Boston Crab and they carry on brawling for a while. But, but here we see the first time I kind of look at it and think, okay, this this looks a little bit, a bit ropey now, is when Skip was throwing those forearms to Barry Horowitz's back. They looked like shit. They were terrible. You could just see through them straight away, can you? You, you could. Uh, and, and there's a, a spot earlier on in the match uh, where it looks like they were trying to hip toss each other out of the out of the ropes. That oh, yes. that was a bit that was a bit off. Um, but they, they essentially just build into the the fact that Skip is playing with Barry Horowitz. Mm-hmm. That is is. He feels he could beat him at any time, and he, he's just just keeping the punishment going because he knows he's got a 10-minute time limit. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Um, Skip misses, a, 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 I suppose, a, a running attack into the, into the corner. He sent Horowitz into the corner. He runs in to, to splash him or, or just you know collide with him, but he misses. But then Barry Horowitz does the same thing. He, he tries to do the same sort of manoeuvre on Skip, mm-hmm. but Skip moves. Barry Horowitz uh, rolls up skip here for a two count and then hits a crossbody off the second rope to get another two count and the crowd are now they're kind of building and building and building so i mean okay he's not getting destroyed here he's not just trying to last the 10 minutes yeah. this segment of the match he could go on and win he could, he yeah. could get a pinfall so yeah. that's quite good as the clock ticks away though we see skip getting more and more desperate don't we barry horowitz quite cleverly rolls out the ring a few times to try and waste time skip runs out after him but doesn't attack him on the outside throws him straight back in because he's trying to win the match Mm-hmm. We get that happens a few times. Then we get the thirty second countdown, and Barry Horowitz is the one who's almost trying to get a couple of pinfalls when the clock appears with thirty seconds with a sunset flip and a suplex. Before we get a couple of pin attempts from Skip, and that's kind of where we run out of time, Magsy, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It felt like a weird way for the time to run out because normally would you think they'd try and plan for it to be the clock goes as we get a, a two count or or at least going for a pin. But it runs out essentially when they, they're almost kind of locking up after a, um, a suplex. It's mm. Yeah, it's a, a weird way, but it, it shows that, that Skip had multiple opportunities to finish this match and his showboating yep. and, and gallivanting cost him. Uh, and he's absolutely fuming about this because Barry's now two up on him. 
Well, that's it. It's announced as a win, isn't it? It's announced as a win for well, Horowitz, even though it's gone the time limit. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that was the point of the match. He, yeah. uh, he was... Um, he wasn't... He wasn't challenged to be uh, Skip. He was challenged to last 10 minutes, and, and he was able to do that and give... In, in parts of the match, give as good as he got. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so... I mean, we're going to sort of, I suppose, do the same as we did before, rate both matches out of 10, give an average and so on. This, to me, is just a stepping stone towards the end of the story. <laughs> but yeah. rating that 10 minutes of action bell to bell out of 10, Magsy, for this particular one, what are you thinking? Um, I thought it was fun. Like you said, it, it for me, it's it's all well and good having amazing technical wrestling. Yeah, it's we all love yeah. love to see that. But a story for, is is so important, I think, and this tells a really good story. Yeah, the wrestling is a lot. It's basic, but that's mid nineties WWF for you. Yeah, it, it yeah. was basic. Um, but the story of of uh, of of Barry Horowitz rising from from loser status to to get one over on skip and then get one over on him again yeah i, I love this story so i was full fully entertained by this match it's not it's not the the best technical wrestling we'll ever watch but it was damn entertaining so i'm happy giving this a seven really as high as that yeah it was fun okay could, it's not all about the what happens in the ring it's about the the path and the the roller coaster ride that you go on, and I, I thought this was was really good. The snotty, yeah. uh, muscle um, uh, skip, and his and his hot girlfriend, and, and you've got Barry Horowitz there. The every man, the the most beautiful mullet since since Psycho Sid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, okay, um, I got four and a half. Well, you you horrible. Sourpuss of a person. Well, I, I, you know, four and a half. I think was fair enough. It was a ten-minute match without without a proper conclusive decision. Uh, the action was good but, enough. But, but there was, was a con- no, 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 no. There was a conclusive oh, God, decision. Sake. It lasted the ten minutes. He wasn't. He wasn't there. He, he didn't have to pin. He didn't have no, to submit. I understand that. He lasted ten minutes. It was conclusive. Skip could not beat Barry Horowitz in that ten-minute match. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but it was still pretty simplistic for me but the story is great i love the story but if i'm looking at the in-ring action i mean if i'm looking at what i saw on screen for 10 minutes we got to see sunny 1995 sunny that's 10 out of 10 for me but i'm looking at it from the you know from, from the the in-ring action you, so. you're so basic <laughs> mate i was all about sunny when i was younger i'll tell you that night all about sunny when i was younger this then takes us two weeks on into SummerSlam of 1995. Uh, we have a pay-per-view match for Mr. Horowitz, which is fantastic. He comes out it's this good. time it, with music. He has music. Yeah. And did you do you know the music? Did you recognize the music? I, I know it's it's a reference to his uh background yes. isn't it it's harva uh i think That's it's it. harva or it's essentially a very jewish yes song and it's not like the wwf to be on the nose about stuff like that um so yeah mm. it was interesting for him coming out to uh essentially a jewish anthem 
Yeah, it's the same principle as if he was, you know, Japanese. They put him in a karate uniform, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but he, he he was on the show later than than X Pac. He was on the show uh, later than Triple H. He was on the show later than Billy Gunn. It's, it's mental. It's he was crazy, he, he was he was the mid card fodder. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. I mean, that's SummerSlam, though, SummerSlam 95. And again, I'm not taking away from Barry Horowitz here because he's got the story going into the pay-per-view. It deserves its spot on this pay-per-view. It 100% does. But you look down that SummerSlam card. Oh, my word. That is weak, isn't it? That's a real example of how you yeah, I mean, terrible. I mean, to put this into context, SummerSlam is obviously August. This is August of 95. The following month, literally, what, what, what date was SummerSlam 95? Mid-August, was it? Something like that? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, so a couple of weeks later. 21st. Okay, 21st. So you're looking at one, two, maybe two weeks later, the very first episode of Monday Nitro airs with Hogan and Sting and Savage <laughs> and Luger turning up. It was, and then you look uh, it at was this, a change in the guard. Yeah, you look at this pay-per-view and you've got Mabel in the main event versus Diesel. Oh, I mean, we've got Hart versus great. Isaac Yankum. Oh, my word. Yeah, I mean, once you get past... Barry Horowitz, you're looking at zero stars for the women's match from uh, Shagger Dave. You've got the the casket match. I think that gets a two. You've got the Bret Hart and Isaac Yanker match that he gives it one and three quarters for a wow. Bret Hart match. Uh, you do have the Razor and Shawn Michaels uh, match. Oh yeah, the, the ladder match rematch, isn't it? From WrestleMania yeah. ten, yeah. And then obviously you've got that that dog turd of a of a main event, which I think he gives a quarter of a star. Yeah, and again, you look across to what they start doing on the other channel. I mean, that they they open the the second episode of Nitro. Then, so the week after, is headlined by Hogan versus Luger. Mm-hmm. Different level, absolutely mm-hmm. different level. Yeah, but anyway, and that's why WCW led. Um, yeah, led the, led the way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Barry Horowitz here, he's not messing about. He comes half running, half jogging, half skipping. Out With his sparkly suspenders. Oh, Those were lovely pair of braces. And he, he jumps in there and goes straight for skip. Straight away starts attacking him. And we see and a, a dragon screw. Hits yes. a dragon screw. He does. He hits, he hits a jawbreaker. He hits the old boss man sliding punch where the, his opponent's draped mm-hmm. in the 619 position and he slides underneath and punches him. And then, like, yeah, he hits a dragon screw. Yeah. yeah so it, so all, that, all, the, all that technical wrestling that you didn't get in the first match, Barry delivers in the first uh-huh. two minutes of this match. So he, he's, does, he knows he's on pay-per-view uh, in a singles match, which is... I don't think he did before and he never did since. And he's he's maximizing his minutes in, mm. in the sun. Good on him. I mean, Absolutely I mean, good on him. In Tokyo, there's a couple of young men named Okada and uh, Tanahashi. They're sat there as young kids watching the telly and going, I want to be just like him. Whilst eating their pissy eggs. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, Skip does take control, however at one point before Barry Horowitz fights back again. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't allow skip control of match very long. I thought that was going to be the moment where the heel takes control and dominates, but it's not skip comes back and, and uh, sorry, Horowitz comes back and takes over again. Um, and skip is suplexed to the outside at this point. And that's when 
you know, we get the distraction of Sunny. She jumps in the ring, and my goodness, she's distracting. She jumps in the ring and she's shouting and yelling at the referee. She's throwing she, the towel in. She quits for, for yeah. Skip. Yeah, so, after so essentially, Barry would have won three 0 He would have won yeah. this the series three 0 But Earl Hebner, he shouts in the face, "Bitch, this ain't boxing. This is wrestling," <laughs> and 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 sends her out of the ring. Yes. Uh, she goes to the outside. This has allowed Skip time to recover. He gets back in the ring and he, he Irish whips Barry Horowitz before Sonny reaches into the ring and trips our hero from underneath the bottom rope to allow Skip to finally take control. Yeah. Uh, we see a gut wrench suplex, a leg drop from the middle rope and a, a rather ropey looking fist drop from the middle rope as well. That didn't look yeah. as good as the leg drop. That was a bit shit, wasn't it? It didn't. It, yeah, you're out. Uh, but what annoyed me about skipping this match was this guy has lost uh by a pinfall lost by his own challenge and in this match he's doing jumping jacks and he's he's running around the ring as if as if barry's is beneath him and yet barry's yeah. got a got a a positive record against him yep. it's, this is the kind of thing you would think he would have done in the second match or the first match that we watched yeah, but no, he's he's chose the match where where there's the most on the line to start piss arsing about, and, and mm. it that kind of didn't make sense for me. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Skip misses an elbow drop, which allows Barry Horowitz to start building a comeback. He hits a few shoulder blocks to get two counts, um, which were quite unique. And I liked that because he's hitting a shoulder block, going for a cover. Hits another shoulder block, goes for a cover. None yeah. of this nonsense that you see in AEW where somebody gets knocked down and they pick them back up again. Try and win the match. But there we go. That's an argument for another day. And, and then the, Barry hits the loose as press. Yeah. Um, a, a move that Austin ended up making famous a couple of years later, but his Luthez press was amazing. I mm. loved it. It was so, so good. It was very good. Um, Skip does, however, gain a little bit more, uh, sort of a, a foot up in the match by hitting a power slam quite soon after that, though, doesn't mm -hmm. he? Quite a good looking power slam as well, to be fair. And, uh, and that, that's when he drops the, 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 the leg drops as well. The, the kind of running leg drops yeah, yeah the, that's what, they're really crisp yeah, yeah really crisp though mm. Mm. yeah xbox sort of, that's all you don't jump into it like a hogan would you, 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 you just kind of you drop and slide yeah. yeah 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 uh and then we sadly when this is picking up after a, a nice lufez press a power slam and these leg drops we go back to the fucking chin lock that skip seems to enjoy mm -hmm. so much which was a bit of a shame before barry horowitz fights back again and he battles out of this chin lock. He just can't be beat, this guy. Oh. Just when you think you've got him on the ropes, he, he farts back. It's amazing. He's not only an inspiration, I feel, to other wrestlers, but he's an inspiration to mankind in general. Yeah. He's the hero that we always needed. Mm, without a doubt. But there is a bit of a, to, to quote Grilla Monsoon, a malfunction at the junction. Both guys go for a drop kick at the same time, crash and burn, lie on the mat for a little bit. And the crowd start getting into it. Then when the guys are led on the, on the mat, cheering and, on. And again, there is so many Barry Horowitz sounds in the crowd. Yes. And yep. the guy is getting, getting really good pops from this crowd. I mean, this would, you would think that this would be a, um, a match that, a nineties wrestling crowd would it be the piss break or mm. they'd be sat on their hands. This crowd are into this match. Yeah. 
It's it's mental, absolutely mental. <laughs> Poor young Barry Horowitz. It's been a jobber for all this time, and and they, it could have been a contender. Could have had Diesel versus Barry Horowitz in that main event instead of shitty Mabel. Oh, annoying. I'd have watched that. I'd have watched Diesel how Horowitz above Diesel Mabel yeah. all day long. All day. Can you imagine the nineteen ninety five King of the Ring, King Horowitz? King Horowitz. I know. I prefer King Barry. I prefer King Barry. Oh, that sounds more regal. King Barold. King Barold. King Barold. Oh, King Barold the first. Arise, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, Skip goes up to the top rope here before Barry throws another pretty spectacular drop kick. I mean, he's a, not a small guy. He's, he's quite a tall fella, quite gangly limbed as well. So throwing these drop kicks as well as he does, it look, it's quite a, it's quite an athletic feat, isn't it? Yeah. He hits a drop kick on the ropes to send skip crashing and burning. Uh, but then we get this kind of weird splash attempt. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure what that was about. I think that it was just a case of the positioning being wrong. It looked like he was going for almost like a, a frog splash, but yeah, then okay. realized halfway uh, through the move that he wasn't going to make the distance. So he ended mm. up kind of like landing on his toes and then flopping onto Barry. Luckily for us, that, was, that wasn't the finish because if that would have been the finish, it would have been a damp squib yeah. for, the, for this match. Yes, indeed. Um, we get a pile driver attempt as well, which is countered by Horowitz. Yeah. Uh, but we also then get a bit more cockiness, don't we, by Skip? He's making uh, an attempt at a pinfall, getting to two, and lifting Barry Horowitz up rather than winning the match. It's just always, always the wrong thing to do. If you get the opportunity, take that pin. But exactly. no. He, he he tried to embarrass Barry Horowitz and it comes back to bat him on the arse. Mm. Um, we do then kind of get to the finish, don't we? And there's a lot going on here, a lot of moving parts because uh, Barry, go, Barry Horowitz goes to the top rope, but Sonny then shakes the rope to make Horowitz crotch himself, effectively. Yep. Uh, Skip jumps up and hits the superplex, which I'm assuming is one of his, uh, maybe a finisher for him at this point in his career. Yeah, or, or at least a transition to his finisher. Okay. Uh, and when that happens, is it Hakushi? Is that how you pronounce it? Hakushi, yeah. Kamzai, yeah. Who I always thought was quite good. Whenever I've looked at Hakushi in this era, I've always thought he was, he was pretty good in the ring. Yeah, I think he was. It's just typical Japanese character equals evil foreigner yeah exactly. although ironically he's the he he's ends up being the, he's the face in this yeah well yeah he, he has a match against um brett hall which is pretty good yes that's true yes uh Hakushi comes out and distracts sunny and skip climbs to the ropes and you're thinking he's going to jump in and potentially cost barry the match bot via dq which would be a travesty of course but he jumps and clears everybody which is pretty which spectacular it's not only did it look spectacular and all the moving parts, because you've got like three, four people involved in, in this move to yes. pull it off as slick as they did. I thought it was a super really unique way to, to set up the finish. Yeah. And the, and the way that that hacker, she just clears everyone and then just rolls out the ring on the opposite side. Yeah. Super re distracts everybody for Barry 
to then be able to get another roll-up pin. Brilliant. Yeah. A cradle gets the three count. He celebrates like mad, as he should, and it's just a great moment. It's a And again, what makes it superb as well, Magsy, is exactly how you explained it earlier. They then didn't do it to death. They yeah. didn't, didn't make... Because there's only so many matches you can win as the underdog before you're no longer the underdog, and the gimmick is gone. And Yeah, and it... it it ends up becoming not as special because this for Barry and for the fans was a special moment. He'd beaten yes. someone who was a relatively mid-sized star in the, in the company and Barry has, has beaten him. If he'd have carried on and going on a, a, a massive win streak, it takes away from the fact that, that it, that it was special, but what really got me and, and really made this, it was like the bow on the, on the present, was when he was going back, going back up the 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 entrance aisle, it gives Earl Hebner a massive hug, and it's like, yes, I've I've won on pay per view. This is like it's like a yeah. dream moment for the guy, and you can't help but absolutely love it. It's so damn good. And again, it's it's one of those it's the argument, isn't it, that we hear so many times on different podcasts, different people conversations, and so on about work rate versus story. Mm-hmm. To me, I want to sit. I always say, that, you know, it's a bit of a cliche for me, I suppose. It says wrestling on the poster. I want to yeah. sit down and watch great wrestling matches. However, I contradict myself quite often because I also say, give me a reason why these two guys are fighting. Give me a reason why I should care about the outcome of this match. I can watch, you know, absolute Matt classics all day long, but eventually it becomes boring. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good the wrestling is, it becomes boring. You need mm-hmm. the story to interject at times and yes again far from a matt classic of course but the story makes you care and that's what i think works so well with this yeah absolutely absolutely out of 10 magazine for this one and then we'll get the average or, or or overall so i thought that this was the best match of the two um okay. the the in-ring um work has has gone up a level i mean there is still a couple of uh botches in in there the 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 splash slash headbutt uh is one and i I don't i don't know how i feel about the fact that this whole uh feel good moment for for barry was essentially a lead up to uh skip feuding with hakusha that doesn't kind of set Sit right with me. I think it should have just been left at maybe Barry Horowitz having his 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 moment in the sun. But saying that I, again, I was entertained. It didn't um, it didn't outstate its welcome. I think it only went about what twelve minutes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Were, the crowd were into it, and the crowd always kind of like add uh, that that uh, little bit of an X factor to to the the match for me. So this is like I said, it's better than the first one. Uh, so this is an eight, an eight for me. You are blowing my fucking mind. What again? It's not about what happens uh, in the ring. It's about the bloody good storyline of someone, uh, the perennial lacquer, the 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 guy who can't even get five minutes out of a match, and he's he's beat a star and then got a pay per view win. Good on him. Oh yeah, no, totally. Story wise, it's it's up there. It's it's great. And the feel good moment at the end makes it as well. Yeah. Because it would have oh, sucked if, if all this had happened and Skip beat him. But the actual in ring, we always say we judge it bell to bell. And 
Bell to Bell. Bell to Bell, I had fun. Okay. Okay. I, I had fun too, but it's not an eight. That's it's an eight. Shawn Michaels Jericho was an eight. You gave that an eight, I'm fairly certain. You're saying this is as good as Shawn Michaels Jericho. It's 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 comparing apples and oranges. Fair enough. It's about how you enjoyed that match at that time. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Fair enough. Uh, six and a half for me. It's definitely better I mean, than the see, first one. So there. So you've upped it by two whole points. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was much better than much better. As hard sounds harsh. Much better makes it sound like I think the first one was shit. I gave it a four and a half. That doesn't mean it's shit. It's just. Well, it does. Slightly less, slightly what less else have you given four and a half? I rated this better than the Bellas match. What did you give Booker T versus Scott Steiner? Five. So that was better than this, better than the first the first match. I, I think I would rather go back and watch Booker T versus Scott Steiner again, yeah. I, I think you're wrong because that match was an abomination. But I, I would rather go back and watch that than the first match, but not the second match, the SummerSlam match, I would rather watch than Booker T. I, I'm pulling up the new um, Excel file that you've that you've. Well, yeah, also, you Hang also, on. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually chastise you here because you said, "Oh, I've, I've nearly updated it all. There's only about twenty to go. There's about there's almost thirty that that you've Is behind. That? Yeah. Um, oh, so okay. let's see what you've. I've done a load though. I've done loads. So. DDP and uh, and Sting from the 26th of April 99. Now, try you give that a four. Okay. So around the same levels as that. Yeah, well, okay. That's right. DDP Sting, two good workers. Um, You gave <laughs> Jarrett and China at No Mercy 99 a five. Okay. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh now. Jarrett versus Arquette versus DDP at Slambury 2000. You gave that a 5.5. That was yeah, not and I'm, and I'm saying the second match is better than that. No, but you're saying the first match is worse than that. Only just. I gave it a 4.5. It's a smidge. <laughs> Rude versus Warrior at SummerSlam 89. Mm-hmm. I you love that match. You love it, yeah? You give it a 5, you liar. Did I? I, I loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you are a snake, sir. You are oh, a snake. Yeah, all right. Eight out of ten, you <laughs> fucking nonsense. You are. So on average, then, that means I'm giving it, what, a five and a half, and you're giving it a... Seven and a half. Seven yeah. and a half. Okay. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. But there we go. That concludes Barry Horowitz's appreciation night, evening, however you want to word it. I just want to say, Magsy, thank you very much for putting that forward on the poll. Thank you to the CWF for voting for it. Thank you to Pig's Bladders for pushing that because yeah. I must have seen it before. But I'm fairly, I, I don't remember it. I, I'm fairly certain this is the first time I've seen definitely the 10 minute challenge match. The first time I've seen that. So that seeing this, this quite short story, I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. So yeah, thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Shall we dive into the chat quickly, Magsy, before we give our options for next week and then get the hell out of here because it's already 10 past 11. I've got to get the bus to work tomorrow, mate. So I've got to get up early. Wow. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> minced here. Uh, I'm getting called 
the the poultry punter because I kicked chickens, you fucking boss. I can categorically say I've never kicked any chickens. Ah, that's because you are you asked why do I get all the nasty nicknames? And yeah. that was that was Dan's response. Yeah, I know. I don't kick chickens though. And then this is um going to be a King's Pigs Bladders love fest because he says, Let's get ready to Barry. Barry, Barry, Barry. He all Barry Horowitz also had two debuts, apparently. He beat Isaac Yankum. He was the feel-good story that fans wanted, absolutely. Uh, he's also impressed that, and, and well, I don't know if he's impressed or disappointed that I gave the first match a seven, because he says it's a 10 out of 10 for him. But I suppose he's a, a Barry Horowitz super fan. Yes. Um, so maybe he's impressed that a non-Barry Horowitz superfan rates the match so highly. Who knows? Uh, Scottish Danny says, how many stars would he get if it was in the Tokyo Dome? Not enough stars available. <laughs> and he's also uh, impressed with our reviewing of Barry Horowitz because he says this has been absolutely awesome so far. Oh, thank um, you so much. Cheers. Yeah. And we're glad we, we've committed it. Um, we just, uh, he's the hero we just never knew that we needed. Yeah. King Barry is the man. Woohoo, Barry. Dan Griffin <laughs> getting into it as well. Barry is the fucking man. Barry Horowitz for Hall of Fame 2024. Um, it's such a feel good match. And he was, uh, King's Pink Bladder was um, campaigning for it all year for 2023, 20, uh, but no luck. Scottish Danny trying to smuggle in a Funake uh, appreciation day with Gilberg, Barry, Funake. We CWF love our underdogs. We do indeed. It's been amazing, guys. Thank you. No thanks to me because I didn't vote for it. And he says, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, don't push it, uh, Danny. And he, he says he's impressed that I give it a, a 7 and 8 for an average of 7.5, where Sar, the cynical old goat, just judged it as a typical match instead of a story. Old goat. Well, you know what I mean. Fucking hell. Uh, Okie doke then. Magsy, options, options, options for the poll. Where would you like to take us next week if the CWF vote that way? Okay, so um, you said it was was a, a really enjoyable uh, moment for to have the Barry Horowitz appreciation day, and I agree with you so much so that I don't think we should we should limit it to just this one one show. Okay. I would I would like to cover Barry Horowitz's final pay per view match for the WWF. Was now, this not it? <laughs> no. Okay, now, before you throw your dummy out and complain and whinge. I, I actually checked with you to see if this match had been covered. Um, okay. Well, I didn't, but I didn't want to give away the match because I think you'll be pretty impressed with the pick. So Barry Horowitz's last pay-per-view match came in 1996, the very okay. beginning of 1996. He was last on a pay-per-view for the WF in the 1996 Royal Rumble. Which was won by your BFF, Mr. Sean of Markles. So I'm going for the 1996 Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Why? 
Yeah, that was the second round boy in a row he won. He won it from number one in 95, Max. And I'm aware, I'm aware. I know my Royal Rumble law. Yeah, the 96 Royal Rumble, interesting, okay. That's some big hair, Sean, as well, that is. That's like the big, big mullet. Yeah, okay. Ah, intriguing. That'd be, that'd be good, because we, we always can branch off in so many different directions from a Royal Rumble for future polls. And looking at the roster... Uh, you know the the thirty man field in January of '96 will be very interesting as well. Breaking down where the WWF is at this time as well, won't it? it? It's it is grim. Not yes. gonna lie, it yes. is. It's paper thin that roster. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would be more than happy seeing that bit of Sean winning a rumble. Lovely stuff. Uh, but my option up against it is. Um, I said I wanted to watch some good wrestling. We had three. Fucking Carly matches last week for crying out loud. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen an absolute stormer or what people refer to as an absolute stormer. So I kind of looked down the SummerSlam card. Um, I, I, I even Googled best matches in WWF superstars history to see what popped up from episodes of superstars. There wasn't much there to be fair. Mm. Um, so I went back to SummerSlam again, and there wasn't much that we haven't already covered that really stood out as being top class. But then I looked at who was on the card, and we have Bret Hart, who, of course, is wrestling the the, the Nasty Dentist. Now, I'm not going to want to watch that, don't worry. Well, he calls him the Tooth Fairy. Yes, exactly. So I thought, well, if we're, looking at, if we're looking at good wrestling, you can't go far wrong with a bit of Bret Hart, can you? So I started thinking, okay, well, Brett's going to be the link. Where can I look at? What can we do? And I started looking at the date and um, when this I- event happened. And, and the, then I started looking at the date that we're on now. And do you know what tomorrow is, Maxi, as we record? It's Tuesday. the 22nd. Yes, Tuesday. It is indeed. Well done. It's the 22nd of May right now, the Monday night, as we, as we are live. Tomorrow, obviously, then it becomes the 23rd. That's the 24th anniversary of the incredibly sad passing of, of Owen Hart. He died on 24th of May in, in 99. Now, I, I kind of toyed with the idea of looking at a Brett Owen match, but we've covered pretty much all of those that, that are worth checking out. So I went one step further. And what I'd like to do is using Brett as the link and then the inspiration of it being, a, a, you know, the anniversary, the sad anniversary of, of Owen's passing tomorrow. I would like to go to the November, sorry, the October 4th episode of Nitro from 1999 and check out Brett Hart versus Chris Benoit in the Owen Hart tribute match. Now, I know I've seen this, but I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. But there are certain websites online when I was looking for options for my link that actually go as far as to call this the greatest match in Nitro history. Wow. Now, that's a big shout. That is a big, big shout. Well, is it? Because Nitro did put on a lot of tosh oh, yeah. in terms yeah. of actual wrestling. Mm, yeah, I suppose. But it's you also got to think you have the cruiserweights in there as well. And so yeah, on. So you get, I mean, there were um, some great cruiserweight matches. 
Yeah, it's 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 a from what I can gather, it's again I can't really remember it. I know part of that match was in I think it's part of that match was in the beginning sequence for the TV show Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. They used a snippet of that, but I can't really remember it. But from what I've read and kind of what I can scrape by from my my patchy memory is that it's a bit of a clinic, and you know Benoit. I mean, it can't it can't not be a bag, but it yeah, can't not be. But Brett is superb, so that's what I'd like to put forward. So uh, I'm more than happy looking at either of these. These are two great shites. Oh, Your options, oh. no, not fucking. But we can't, we can't do a fifty-fifty poll with a fucking Royal Rumble on there. We'll still be here. A Royal Rumble in a thirty-minute yeah. clinic. Fuck no, we can't do that. But Dan Griffin, don't even fucking try it. <laughs> Uh, we will, those you, they, they'll never see another um, Hall of Lame or Magazine say again. No, that's it. That's it. We've only got so much time. We're running late this week. Uh, those are your options for next week, then. We have the 1996 Royal Rumble match, or we have Benoit versus Hart from the October 4th, 1999 Nitro, the Owen Hart Tribute Contest. The poll will be up later in the week on our Twitter account, as always. Make sure you vote, retweet, and all that great stuff. Magsy, have a quick scan through the chat, shall we? And then we need to depart, because I need to go to bed. Yes, sir. Um, so double Barry. I mean, we could get double Barry <laughs> if you pick the 1996 Royal Rumble, which is a apparently a great pick. Uh, and Scottish Stanley says he loves the finish of that of that um, paper, uh, that Royal Rumble. He then says maybe you should pick Mabel versus Diesel. I'm sure we've covered that before. I, I think we've Have covered it. it. It's, it's definitely it, been on the poll. It's grim. That is a it's grim. Really, match. It's rabbit. Mabel nearly nearly cripples. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Um, and then you are getting a, sh- a shed load of love for uh, Benoit versus uh, for Brett for the Owen match. So, yep, that it's a tough choice, as King Brother says. And Scottish Danny says, Great Nancy's wrestling again this week. Well, great Nancy's storytelling. <laughs> there we go mate there we go uh mags before we get out of here do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online uh well more importantly i suppose whereabouts they can find the chicken updates online yes be like like sir and be like king's pig brothers and make a tiktok account just to follow me on tiktok because i, I, think, post- I think you and the wife are the only people i follow <laughs> yeah I, I literally post daily videos of my chickens uh yeah they're amazing i don't go on twitter much um i don't go on any other social media so follow me on tiktok at pod farmer mags where you can enjoy my lovely chickens and you've been then you'll also be the first to know about any upcoming chicken news that's it, yeah. The inside scoop. Uh, the inside scoop. <laughs> Anything I'm involved in, you can find via the network that carries this show, and that is SJP World Media. So that's at SJP World Media on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and maybe Instagram, but I've not sorted that out yet. So mainly Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and again, we've got so much stuff going on. We've got the new show starting Saturday, uh, you know, with my good lady looking at the book world. You know, make sure you check that out. We have all sorts of stuff looking at TV, movies, sports, wrestling, so much going on at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter and all your podcast players, platforms and providers. And most importantly, you can follow this show 
at chain underscore wrestling on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you are following to get the uh, you know, the news on the non-wrestling topics, the polls and all that great stuff. Thank you so much to everybody, as always, for getting involved in our non-wrestling topic, voting in the polls, joining us on the live show, messaging us on Twitter, commenting in the chat. This show, we say it all the time. It's a bit of a cliche, I guess, but it's 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 a cliche that really does ring true. This show does not exist without you. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. You Absolutely. Know? So there we go. Magsy, I'm off now to cuss out loud as I set my alarm earlier than necessary because I've got to get the fucking bus to work for the first time in months and months and months, and I hate that shit. I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Yeah.